Well, somebody that we have here, we have the man, the myth, the legend is just joining us, Colby Covington, uh, one of the greatest fighters in the world, uh, a guy who is exciting, controversial, training, just got back from Muay Thai practice, right? Haven't even left yet. Still here, brother. Still sweating. Feeling Thank good. You. Looking yeah, good. Yes. Looking good, nice. man. Nice. Right here with the best Muay Thai trainer in the entire world, Gregory Choplin. How many times you win the WBC Muay Thai championship? Five times. Damn. Look at soccer That's shirt and everything, man. You can tell that guy's good. He's got a soccer shirt. That uh, guy's nasty. You don't want to mess with that guy. That'll, that dude will knock out anybody on the feet. Fuck that. Uh, how are you doing, Colby? I'm doing good, brother. Training hard, feeling great. Just ready to save America and save sports whenever they put me back in. I know. I, 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 by the way, I saw the video um, of you with those girls for the betting thing. Uh, I don't know. You <laughs> keep get, they keep getting hotter. But uh, what's going Where do you meet those girls? And how do, like, if I ever got divorced, you would have quick out a call. Because good work on that, by the way. Not really a question, just saying good work on that. <laughs> Well, you know, of course, you know, a lot of them are reaching out to me by DM, you know, they they want to jump on, you know, what's hot right now. And I'm hot right now. And, you know, my name's blowing up. So, of course, they're trying to reach me through the DMs. But I also have a girl down here in South Florida that's a plug and she helps me out. She has a lot of friends. She grew up here. So, she, you know, she's worked for the Dolphins, for the Miami Heat, for the Miami Marlins. So she knows all the women, all the cheerleaders and everything. So it's pretty nice. That's a good hookup right there. Uh, what did you think <laughs> about the yeah. of uh, Ferguson versus Gaethje? What are your thoughts on that, on that fight? My thoughts on that fight were, uh, you know, I kind of saw that coming. We all knew that Tony, you know, he, he gets hit a lot in fights. He gets dropped. And I just didn't think it was a very good fight for him. But, uh, you know, I wasn't really surprised. You know, he just comes forward. He doesn't have a lot of diverse striking attacks. So, you know, I, I figured Gaethje was going to have harder strikes and, and be able to put him down. Were you impressed by Gagey? Yeah, I was impressed by Gagey. You know, he uh, he's uh, he's came a long way since his UFC deb debut. You could tell he's a lot more patient out there in his UFC debut and, and his first couple fights. He was just reckless. He just went out there and you know putting his body and brain on the line and with no real strategy, just to put you in a dogfight and hopefully he lands first. But now you could tell you know he's he's uh, really looking to pick his shots and, and make his shots count, man. And his shots counted versus Ferguson, so he's gotten a lot better. How do you think? Uh, you think it's gonna be they're gonna make Khabib versus Gaethje or Connor versus Gaethje? And how do you see those those, those fights going? Yeah, man, I I, uh, I don't think they're gonna make Khabib versus Gaethje. I think you know there's a conflict of interest because they have the same manager, that little rat Ali Abdelaziz. <laughs> and then also, uh, you know, I don't think Khabib really wants to fight a guy that can wrestle. You know, and. Khabib Gagey's got some pretty good wrestling. You know, he wrestled at UNC. I was at Oregon State, so we always wrestled him in dual meets and stuff, and he was All-American wrestler. So he's got some good wrestling credentials, and I don't think Khabib can strike with him. And so you might see Khabib come back and look for that money fight with Connor, and then look to retire in the sunset. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as Connor or Gagey, who do you think wins? Connor Gagey, man, that's, that's, a, that's a fun fight, man. I, I really don't know. I think Gagey would get him because he's got bigger strikes. He's a little bit more patient, but – you know, Connor has shown that he could put anybody out, but, you know, those are lightweights, so who knows. Why are we talking about the little boys? Let's talk about the real men at welterweight. Raw American Steel, they twist his sex appeal, baby. We will, we will. Speaking of, all right, Tyron Woodley versus Burns this Saturday. Who wins this one? They're not fighting this Saturday. Aren't they fighting? Nah, Walt Harris is fighting Alistair Overeem this Saturday. 
Oh, when's uh, when's I I thought they made Burns versus Woodley. I thought that was that was not a go. Uh, check on that for me, Joe. Uh, but who wins that anyway? I mean, I don't know who the other guy is. I think his name is Dilbert or something like that. But, you know, last mm -hmm. time I talked to my agent, Lloyd, with Ballinger Group, he said the fight wasn't confirmed and signed. So, I don't know. I've never heard of Dilbert. You know, Tyron Woodley's washed up. You know, he's trying to do these rap albums. He's spread himself thin trying to do TMZ, talk about the Kardashians and the Beavers all the time. So, I don't think it's the same Tyron Woodley of the past. And I really don't care about that fight. I, I just want my rematch with Marty Fake Newsman or journeyman George Mastodon, and the world's going to see who the best welterweight in the world is right now. Journeyman, but he's a teammate of yours. Journeyman, I mean, come on. He, he's, he's the definition. When they have journeyman in the dictionary, Jorge Street <laughs> Judas, Street Judas Mastodon is in the dictionary next to journeyman. A guy with, what, double-digit losses, like 14, 15 losses. A guy who's barely 50-50 in the last couple of years, if you go pull his record up right now. The guy's a jobber. I mean, yeah, he hit lightning in a bottle. He got some hype on him. He got a couple flashy knockouts, but let's not take away. The guy was just getting his ass beat by a Wonder Girl Thompson and Damian Maya just less than two years ago. I mean, now, all right. Now, did you make up with uh, Joanna Janjuncek? Because I know you guys were fighting in the gym. She said some stuff about you. You said stuff about her. Have you guys made up? Oh, Joanne? That's funny yeah. that you bring up Joanne from Poland. <laughs> You know, and, and Joanne made me rich. We did not make up. I, she wanted an apology, and I gave her an apology. I said she was going to get her face rearranged by the Chinese girl, Wiley Zhang. And that's exactly what happened, Adam. And you know what? I got rich off it. I got myself a new president Rolex watch. And, I mean, I am the president's favorite fighter, so it makes sense that I have the presidential Rolex. Now, you, yeah. you said she asked you out on a date, and you said no, and that's why she got upset? Yeah, she was flirting me with hard in the gym, Adam. I mean, she was DMing me all the time when I was an American top team. And I was like, Joanna, I got standards, man. I only deal with seven and a half and up. You're barely even a six. Why would I deal with a six? <laughs> and then I what did she say? Room down to seven and a half. Like if she has big tits but a wrecked grill, you're like, ah, you're still in. Get in there, you seven and a half. Yeah, but the the fake tits, you know, she 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 got the fake titties, so I don't oh, really yeah. count those as tits. Yeah, that that's not what I was talking about. Yeah. Come on, a lot of those girls have fake tits in your videos and fake asses. It's not like you've come on. I've seen the women in those videos that you've been. Posting. Hey, we weren't talking about the girls in the in the video, Adam. We were talking about Joanne, Joanne from Poland. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Uh, now I know before you were having a lot of threesomes before coronavirus. You said you were banging left and right. Has this affected your sex life? No, not at all. You know, I got my steady rotation of girls that I have Monday through Sunday. Uh, everybody knows I am the cardio king, and the cardio king has to get his cardio in the bedroom. So I'm putting the championship rounds in the bedroom, Adam, and I still have my steady lineup of girls Monday through Sunday. Now, do they wear days of the week underpants so they know which day? That's a genius idea. I never thought about that until now, brother. <laughs> Thanks for the great idea. I'm probably going to have those going forward in videos. You're going to see them on their underwear. <laughs> Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, now Masvidal versus Usman, um, uh, Usman, if they fight, who wins? They're not going to fight. I said it. I've been saying it since my last fight that journeyman George Masvidal is going to price himself out. He doesn't want to fight Marty Fake Newsman. He's scared to fight a wrestler and a complete well-rounded fighter. So, George is just going to sit out, Adam. And, and you see that's what's happening. That's why Dana came out and said, hey, there's other options for George because they can't get the George and Usman fight signed. So 
I don't know who George is going to fight. He thinks he's getting Connor, but he's not getting Connor. Connor's fighting Nate or he's fighting Khabib, and that's going to be that. George is going to sit on the sidelines and watch real kings go to work. Fuck. That would suck. That would be a good fight. But if they did fight, who would win? Oh, Marty would, would beat him easy. It wouldn't be competitive, dude. George is – dude, he's all hype. Look, he got beat by Damian Maya. I mean, that guy's – I put that guy in a pool of his own blood in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I mean, that guy's nowhere near the top of the food chain. So he got a couple lucky, lucky knockouts. I mean, who did he beat? He beat, you know, Ben Askream. Askream was <laughs> – How did Askream get famous? He got famous for beating up joggers in Indian – in Asian bingo halls. Come on. He beat some good guys. He beat he who? Beat, he beat uh, Douglas Lima. Who's that? Uh, never. Who, <laughs> I never heard of her. Uh, he he. <laughs> who else did he beat? He beat Jay Haran. Uh, he her. beat he beat Robbie Lawler. Never. No, he didn't. Are you kidding me? He got knocked out unconscious, and Herb Dean saved his life because he thought he was gonna die in there, so he stopped the fight. Come on, he but he a, got the win. Ben Askren went 0-3 in the UFC, Adam. He's a bum. We don't he talk put, about bums that can't even get one win. He put Robbie in a bulldog choke, and uh, and then he thought he, he went out. Herbie thought he went out. I was there. He wasn't even close to going. Everybody knew that Robbie stood right up. He, I mean, he wasn't even in any danger. That was a no, terrible call. Now, now, Cole, now, now, Tyron Woodley came on the podcast, said some things about you. Can I, can I play what he put about you? Sure, man. I don't, I don't care. Anything you want to put about Tyquil Woodley, we know it's all fake news. He's the CNN of the UFC. Hell yeah. Can put the uh, fans to sleep, Adam. Uh, uh, Bree, yeah. you under this, Bree? So, all right. How do I share this? Okay. I got to share the thing. All right. So, Tyron Woodley came on. Working on Usman. That's, I mean, I'm working okay. on Kobe. He's like, that's not a thing. Kobe's just trying to get fucking attention. You know, he, he didn't it. want to fight. And if you go back and you do a Google search, Dana finally came out and said he has turned down the fight against Tyron several times. This is he never said that. He said yeah. no. Yeah. Like, I got text messages to prove it. Kobe's out. That's not even an option. Let's move on. Tell us who you want to fight. Kobe's not an option. Kobe's just one of – Kobe's just a – he a clout cheater. That's what he is. You mean he's just, like, trolling in order to get his name out there some more? It's like, clicks. I mean, it's clicks. He, he wants to – the U.S. people want me. I'm here to fight if Tyron want to get whooped. The second that that fight card was canceled, what did his tone turn to? His tone turned to – Oh, I'm waiting to get my rematch with Usman or the winner of Usman versus Masvidal. And if they want me to fight Tyron, better, they better pay me more money. Why they got to pay you more Adam, money? why are we still listening to this fake news? <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Did you hear, Adam, did you hear when he was saying, oh, I want to fight three times in three weeks? Dude hasn't fought three times in four years. How's he going to fight three times in three weeks when the guy won't even fight three times in three years? The guy's a fucking joke. He's a jobber. He refused to fight me, and that's the facts. You can go ask Dana. I offered to fight Tyquil Woodley on six days' notice because he's that big of a bitch, and I would expose him in front of the world. He don't want to fight. He's refusing to fight me. He wants easier fights, so fuck him. He's the CNN of the UFC. He doesn't ever come with real news. You can't believe anything that guy says. It, it would be a great fight, though, right? You versus Woodley? You don't think it would be a great fight? I mean, it would look like an amateur versus a professional. Yeah, I'd expose him. I mean, quit the octagon. If that's what you consider a good fight, yeah, sure. A guy that's washed up over the hill that has no motivation against a young, hungry lion that broke him when he was in his prime. How's he going to beat me now? I was beating him when he was in his prime. Now I'm in my prime. I'm better than I've ever been. He has no chance. Okay, he doesn't okay, make okay. it five okay, rounds, Adam. Okay. I promise you that. All right, here's what – can I say what he says about the time you guys wrestled? 
You could, I mean, you could do whatever you want, but anything he says, you can't believe. All right, hold on. Well, I mean, it would be, it would, it's like a tougher fight. Right? Let's just be honest. You know, like, let's yeah. not, not, not stroke your ego because you'll still have to work. You still have to, you know, earn that victory. But it's not, it's not even, a, it's not even a style matchup. Like, the thing about Kobe is, and I've been waiting to the press conference to let these videos go. Kobe was my training fake news. that I paid Such five hundred dollars a week and flew him to St. Louis to whoop his ass. Such he didn't fake make news. Whole camp. He faked his ankles injured and he left. I was in the camp. I, I don't have a lot of people in my camp. But I was trying to fight Roy McDonald. Okay, I brought him in to try to take some shots on me because I knew I knew Roy would say, "Fuck it, I'm still gonna try to take him down." Right? And if Roy take you down, his grounding pine at that time was the best in our division. Nobody was trying to be underneath fucking Roy McDonald. No. So I brought Kobe in because of his pressure to try to give him a lot of reps to try to take me down. I also brought in a striker. No wrestling, no, just a pure kickboxer, right? So we get to the point where it's time to wrestle, all right? Dean's like, all right, let's, let's, get, let's get to wrestling. We're going to do some wrestling. Kobe's yeah. in the weight room looking around like this. So now, Dude, his stories are not even believable. If you guys even listen, if you guys believe anything this guy says, you guys honestly are being duped. So, so that didn't happen. That never happened. Are you fucking kidding me? You believe him, Adam? No, of course. Look, look. You believe him. The look. same guy who said he's fighting three times in three weeks. The same guy that his soul left his body before the Usman fight, and he got beat up every second. And I beat Usman for 24 minutes before Mark Not So Goddard saved his fucking life. You can't believe anything fucking Tyquo Woodley says. The guy's freaking – all he'll do is pull the black card if you call him out on anything, and he's fucking full of fake news. He's the CNN of the UFC, like I said. Don't believe anything he says. Well, listen, all I know is I love watching both you guys fight. So, uh, and, you know, that's – At least Woodley is a good rapper. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Oh, At what? Come on. he's got his rap career to fall back on. Because <laughs> uh, we fucking know how bad his stand-up comedy was with you, Adam. That shit was terrible. <laughs> it was good. He, he got, people were laughing. People were laughing. Yeah, right. He, 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 only the people you paid to laugh. So, so all right. So, so what, what do we have in store? Are you going to fight uh, fight weekend? Because is that what they're looking at? You versus uh, Usman too? Dude, I'm looking at I'm looking at all options. Tyquo Woodley can get beat up on any day's notice. I'm ready to fight that guy tomorrow. So if they want to call me with that fight, that's easy money. I'll sign in the contract tomorrow. But you know, of course, I want my rematch, dude. I got fucked my last fight. Fake nut shot, fake eye poke, fake fucking stoppage, hits to the back of the head. Man, they fucking had me puking the day before the fight because they gave me bad food and I was fucking throwing up everywhere. Shouldn't even been in the fight. It was my worst performance and my worst night ever and his best night and he still couldn't beat me. So imagine what happens when I'm at my average next time or even a little above average. Marty Fake Newsman will be finished. I promise you that, Adam. Just mark my words now and say you heard it here first on Adam's podcast. I don't think it was nice. the worst performance, man. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen. And uh, you were killing it. The only thing I thought that maybe you could have done was use your wrestling more, you know. Um, yeah. I had you up. I had you up going into the fifth. To be honest. Yeah, you're right. You know, and the judges had me up three to one going into the fifth, and I was winning the fifth round. And you know, I slipped on a banana peel and hit the ground. But you know what? We fight. We're fighters. This isn't volleyball. We play. We don't play for points. We play for consciousness. And I signed up to either remove guys' consciousness or get my consciousness removed that didn't happen they cheated me out of a fair fight i was still in the fight i was on a double leg adam look at i was 
defending the back of my head and still clearly in the fight. I popped right up after he stopped it. What are you doing, Mark? How do you not let that go to the judges' scorecards? There's 30 seconds left in a championship, 25-minute world title fight. I mean, Mark Nasso Goddard, the best thing about this coronavirus pandemic is Mark Nasso Goddard's little bitch ass is stuck in England, and he can't <laughs> fuck over any other fighters in the UFC. Great. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, look, look, but now, but how are you able to practice with, I know American top team's got some amazing guys. Are you able to get the, the practice that you, that you need right now? Dude, I'm getting better practices, more one-on-one -on -one individualized practices. Uh, you know, we're still working extremely hard and, and every little weakness area that I ever had before is being turned into strengths. And, you know, I'm getting better every day. You haven't seen my peak yet. You know, you, you've seen me on the way up but I haven't hit my full potential yet. And I'm still in my prime, 32 years young. You haven't seen the, the, you haven't seen the last of me or the best of me yet. And the best is yet to come, Adam. So you're, you're, uh, as far as like your, your pressure, which is like insane, how are you able to keep the cardio up right now? Like I said before, you know, I got my steady rotation of, of ladies that I can work the cardio in the bedroom with. I mean, there is a reason they call me porn star cardio and the cardio king. You know, and, and, you know, we're just putting a lot of aesthetics in the bedroom. And I'm trying to tell people that, you know, you're stuck. The pandemic sucks, man. The gyms are closed. But don't use that excuse to not get better. You, there's ways to get better and, and up your cardio in the bedroom. I mean, you have a wife. I'm sure you're working on it daily. I mean, other people, they might have girlfriends. You know, I mean, I know some – I know Marty Fake Newsman. Ain't nobody trying to, to sleep with that dude. That dude's hairline. He lost that 10 years ago because he did so much steroids. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, my, 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 I think my wife would probably like you to have uh, talk to her about my stamina because I could get it up, actually. Um, all right, so about some of the fights <laughs> coming up. There's pills for that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm getting better. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, last night, I, was, I, I had sex with my wife, and I came, and then she was like, she was, she was close, close to almost coming. And then she was, she was like, you asshole. Like, she called me an asshole for coming. I'm like, what, the, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I try to hold out, right? I try, I try to do other shit. She's on top. When she's on top, I'm going to come. I'm going to come regardless, but, right, Marie? Any, okay. All right, so. Um, oh, going, boy. Going great right. over there in the Hunter household. Yeah, things are going amazing. Uh, uh, this Wednesday, who do you have, Anthony Smith or Glover Teixeira? I got Anthony Smith. Uh, I think Glover's a little bit old now. Uh, you know, the chin's not the same. You know, he's like 41 or 42. So he's been in a lot of wars, a lot of fights, man. The guy needs to hang him up soon. And I think he's just showing up for the paycheck. So I think Anthony's going to get it done. What do you think? I think so, too. But Glover always wins fights that I think he's going to lose. He's one of those guys, every time I'm like, oh, he's not going to win this, then he wins. Uh, yeah. But I like Anthony Smith. I feel bad. He got his house broken into he, like some guy was on meth, like put up a good fight against him, I guess. Uh, it was like a state champ wrestler fucking on meth, broke into his house. Uh, Jesus. So yeah, I, I like him. Uh, ben Rothwell versus OSP at heavyweight. Yeah, I got OSP. I think Rothwell looked like shit in his last fight versus Arlovsky. And he's coming off the USADA steroid suspension. So I don't think he's the same fighter. And I think OSP is going to feel good at heavyweight, not cutting weight to light heavyweight. So I think he just – OSP is a little bit more athletic than Rothwell, obviously. He, you know, he's got the dad bod going. So Now, a lot of guys that you've uh, trained with have taken steroids. Have, have they ever tried to, like, press you into it? Like, hey, Colby, you want some? Yeah. All the time. 
dude, the whole, my whole upbringing and career, like guys were like, Hey, do some steroids. It's going to make you a better fighter. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you recover. You can train harder. You can train longer. You can, you can train three times a day and feel like you didn't even train once and be good and recover the next day. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to risk the longevity of my life. Like I'm not going to, just because today it's going to make me feel better. Maybe I'll go get some money, but later your, your body's breaking down. Your heart can't handle all the steroids pumping. Someday you might have a heart attack and, and your joints weren't meant to stretch out like that. So yeah, these guys, they want one day of fame, but they don't realize later in life, they're going to, they're going to pay the consequences for it. Were you surprised yeah, sure. uh, that John Jones, uh, went out during quarantine and was driving drunk and firing guns and stuff? Not surprised at all. John Jones, <laughs> the biggest dirt bag of them all. My former roommate, my best friend, you know, I love what? that guy. I'm just trying to be a good friend for him, Adam. I'm just trying to tell him that, you know, stop making the same mistakes, buddy. I know you, you love to go drink and drive and hit pregnant ladies at stop signs and have hookers in the back of your car while your wife and kids are at home. But man, stop being a piece of shit. Turn your, Turn your shit around. And you know what's funny about this, Adam? People don't even realize that the alcohol that John Jones was drinking in his car that the cops reported was Jorge, journeyman Jorge Masvidal's tequila that he has. That's what got found that was in the police report. So how good of a friend is journeyman George Masvidal? He sent an alcoholic alcohol. That's not, you think, wow, that oh, is Breaking news right now. Do you think he told him, to, yeah, but do you think he told him to go shoot guns and drive drunk? He didn't, I mean... But dude, I mean, dude, if you're a heroin addict, I'm not going to send you heroin. I mean, it's just common sense. You think John Joe's an alcoholic? <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's had like five DUIs. I mean, the guy's a drunken cokehead, dude. Everybody knows that. Well, I can't judge. <laughs> Yo, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Yeah. Hey, man, to heat its own, man. Do your thing, man. I'm not, I'm not judging or anything. I'm just saying. By the like, way, don't claim to be about God and your family when you're out doing cocaine, fucking strippers, fucking hookers, this and that. By the way, you kept calling out Leon Edwards, but tagging Leon Scott, who I guess is a wrestler. And then Leon Scott came back at you uh, uh, because everyone kept getting mad at him, but it wasn't even the right guy. So was that on purpose? Like, who I, don't, I don't even know who that first name was, but yeah, Leon Scott, man, that guy... Man, he's funny. He's he's a jobber, man. English jobber. No one gives a shit about him. Uh, all right. So Walt Harris versus Overeem on Saturday. I got Walt Harris, man. I think that he's gonna come back strong because you know it's an unfortunate situation what had to go on with his family and his stepdaughter. You know, uh, thoughts and prayers to Walt Harris and his family, man. That's an incredibly tragic thing that happened to his daughter and i think he's going to use that as motivation and fight hard for her and i think he's going to knock out alistar over him. i hope so wow i hope uh, yeah 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 uh claudia Gadella versus angela hill never heard of them <laughs> <laughs> angela hill is a great fighter she fought like five times in the past year claudia Gadella, a former title contender from brazil super hot triplet hey, uh, sounds like sounds like a filthy animal have you ever uh, have, have have you ever hooked up in with, a good way? Have you ever hooked up with twins before or triplets? I can't say. That. Oh yes, I have hooked up with twins. These girls, these two twins from Romania. Oh, they were really good, dude. Beautiful. You know where I met them, Adam? Where I met them at the Paradise Challenge. It's like where all these crazy models they travel around the world. In this spot, we went to. They went to Tulum. The one before, we went to Jamaica. We went to this crazy sex resort. <laughs> we went to. Uh, Oh, fuck, what was it called? Oh. 
It's on the tip of my tongue, Adam. It's, it's a not great hedonism, set. is it? Hedonism. Hedonism 2. Hedonism 2. Yeah. My boy. My boy knows the stuff. When did Cody <laughs> When was this? You been there? I, no, I wanted great? to go, man. I even, I was gonna go, and then I was like, ah, I don't, because I, you know why I didn't go? Because I didn't want to be the only guy there not fucking. Like I was afraid that everyone else would be fucking, and I'd be like, anybody wanna, anybody? Uh, <laughs> what, so what, 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 uh, so I was like, ah, eh, they're not for me. Oh, Cole, but you, I, you I looked into it, bro. You must have got laid nonstop there, Colby. Oh, dude, there was like two hundred of the hottest models around the world with this Paradise Challenge, which is the name of the retreat. And they were all there taking pictures. I was there with the sponsor doing pictures and shit too. And all the girls were losing their mind. I just got done beating the shit out of Robbie Lawler. And we know who Robbie Lawler is. That's the boogeyman. When, when parents go to tuck their kids in at night, they look under the, under the bed to see if the boogeyman Robbie Lawler is under there. That guy's scary. And you saw what I did to him. I set a strikes record on his face. And then I went, and that was on ESPN. And then I went out to, and I had the first family front row, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Shout out to the Trump family. Keep Hell America yeah. great. They're doing great things for America, draining the swamp. But then we go out to hedonism in Jamaica with some of the hottest models in all the world. Man, your boy was eating good every day, sometimes twice a day. It was amazing, Adam. I got some good cardio out there. Now, weren't you worried, though, about possibly getting STDs or anything? Or, I mean, just, you know, it's a lot of... I got no fear, Adam. I just, I'm not scared of anything. There's nothing that, that scares me in the world. And, and uh, you know, STDs and, you know, no. penicillin can cure that. No, I told my yeah. wife that. I'm like, I t I'm like, listen, I'm not worried about coronavirus. I used to go down on porn stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get herpes twice. Yeah, she did, that, that did not go very well. She fucking hit me when I said that. I was like, I'm just I saying, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, let's just, you know. Sometimes I like go on like you porn and like, cause I hooked up with them when they were like younger, and now they're okay. in like, you know, gangbang seventeen. I'm like, oh, I think I ate that. Anyway, so all right. Um, <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Bar uh, Eric, uh, actually, Edson Barboza versus Dan Ige. Ige? 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 I don't know how you, how you spell it. How you say it? I don't know either. Ige? Ige? Ige. Ige. Who the fuck cares? All right. Yeah, who are they? Edson, Edson all day. <laughs> are we talking about job jobber fights, Adam? All right. Uh, well, that would go called go. the king of chaos. The king of spoilers. Like, why are we dealing with shit these guys nobody even cares about or talks about? I mean, you know, the average people, if these people walk on the streets, not one person is going to recognize them. Yeah, the, 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 I, I hear you. Well, because right now, I mean, we're, we're waiting, right? You're waiting to get the call for either Woodley or Usman. Who do you yeah. think? Who do you think or Journeyman George. Who do you think is uh, the hardest fight for you out of those three? I think they're all easy fights, to be honest, you know? You saw me at 20% my last fight versus Usman. You know, I, I didn't even get to 30% like him. He got lucky to make it to 30%. So you had food poisoning the night before the fight? Two nights before the fight. The night before weigh-ins, the last meal that I got from the UFC PI, you can go ask. Hey, this is, this is straight-up knowledge. You can go ask the guys that work at the PI. This guy, Charles and Clint, they had to come over to my room at the Trump Hotel because the Trumps hooked me up. They rolled out the red carpet for me, man. They gave me first-class treatment just like they treat America first-class. But I'm puking all up in my room. Uh, the, the Clint and uh, Char Charlie had to come over to my room, give me these like rehydration kit and all, and sit with me while I threw up like 20 times. And then I didn't even have to cut weight. I was like eight pounds, 10 pounds over. I ended up just waking up underweight because I threw up so much. I had no electrolytes in my, in my body. And then obviously I, I felt it in the fight, dude. I felt walking out. I was like, dude, I feel drained. I feel weak. I was telling my coaches, I was like, dude, my organs feel like 
like they feel so weak. Like he was just touching my my liver before the fight and my stomach. He was like, dude, your stomach feels like, you know, you get touched in it. It feels like butter, you know, and it's never like that. So, you know, and a couple of times he hit me in the stomach in the fight and I just felt like there was a knife going through it. That, Dude, it, it, people don't realize how big of a deal throwing up affects oh, yeah. your body and like the chemistry and everything. So, yeah. dude, I'm not lying. I don't make shit up. There's no reason for me to hide anything. You can go... There's people that will confirm this story. Go ask the people at the PI. Ask all my coaches that were in my room when I was puking all night, the night before Wayne's, two days before a yeah. world title fight. Now the dude, fight that's crazy. I don't think anybody knew that. I think that's a major factor. Now, Kobe, you're, now you've, you've, you've competed your whole life, you know, you, at the highest levels, amazing wrestler. And, you know, you've lost matches before and shook the guy's hand afterwards. Well, how come you didn't shake Usman's hand after the fight? Because, you know, I'm not here to make friends, Adam. I'm here to make money. And, and you know, this is business. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't come here and I'm not going to shake my enemy's hands. You know, I, if he would have came by, you know, I might have shaken it. But, dude, there's a, that's a real rivalry, man. This isn't like these other guys where, you know, it's, it's a fake rivalry. You know, it's, these guys are just, they're touching hands or touching butts. You know, I don't want to lose my focus or, or take my eyes off the prize and what I'm really out to do. Dude. That guy's not my friend, not even after the fight, because there will be a sequel and a trilogy fight with me and Marty Fake Newsman. And I want him to know this is personal. This is a rivalry now. Like, we're not friends. I'm not going to be friends with you when I'm done fighting you. We're getting locked in a cage to take each other's brain cells. When I get done with you, we're not going to be friends. It's just you, business. Nothing are personal. That, are you watching that Michael Jordan documentary about the, the Bulls right now? Nah, I actually haven't. I want to get caught up soon on The Last Dance, but I haven't been able to catch an episode yet. Is really How is this? Is it good? It's amazing. It's the it's best. It's really thing. great. It's fascinating. You kind of remind me of him a little bit, Jordan. Like, cause that's the way Jordan was. Like, he was, he, if, he, if you beat him in something, all he would do was think about that and then come back and beat you. Uh, so... I heard, I heard some funny stories, too, that, like, he, was, uh, he would show up to the arena, you know, and he's just got hundreds of millions of dollars, and he's gambling against uh, the stewardess or the, the, the ushers there. Like the security $5 guards. Games of, yeah, who, $5 games who can get, like, quarters closer to the door or something like that. Yeah, he would, he, and he'd make up reasons to fucking hate you. And it's all, he, all he needed was one thing, and then he was, he's the most competitive person of all time. It's amazing, by the way. By the way, what do you think yeah. of uh, Henry Cejudo retiring? Um, I think that it's a fake retirement. I think he's looking for more money. And he's not really going to retire. So he's just looking to use leverage and get money from the UFC. He did, and let's be honest, he doesn't want to fight the top contenders. He's just looking to fight guys that are washed up and past their prime. So how, how is that a real champion? Well, well, do you think the Dominic Cruz fight was stopped too early? Oh, way too early. Dominic was coming back to his feet, dude. He was intelligently defending himself and coming back up. Like, if he's stuck on the ground and, and, and in a fetal position or on, or on knees and hands, then I could justify stopping the fight. But how do you stop a fight when a guy's coming back up to his fight and he still wants to fight? Yeah. I, yeah, I could see it both ways. I mean, yeah, it was quick. Plus, there was only 10 seconds left on the round. You could have given him that one yeah. minute for cover. So. And, dude, Adam, come on, bro. Like, we signed up for this. This is what we signed up to, to go out on our sword. If, dude, look at Gagey. What if they would have stopped the fight in the second? Then he never gets to go on and win the fight. Come on, dude. Like, dude, if you uh, – high-level athletes like me, Dom, guys that have won world titles that are fighting in these high-level world title fights, put us to sleep. That's what, that's what we want. That's what we ask for, to go out on our sword. sword. And if you take that away from us, you're robbing of a, us of a fair fight because you don't know what's going to happen after that. You think Stipe should be stripped right now for not fighting? Because he says he can't. Uh, how, how long was his last fight, though? Was, has it been a year <coughs> yet? 
I don't know, but he said he can't find training because everything's closed. That's a lie, though. I, I don't like him lying, you know, and he, he, he has lied before. I know he's, he's not a faithful guy, and I don't really trust the guy because he was coming out before saying, oh, Kobe was talking shit to my wife at one of the UFC events. What? Dude, I've never, I've never said one thing to a woman. I respect women. You know, I have two sisters. I grew up with all women, so that was complete bullshit, and, and what he's saying now is bullshit. He, he has keys to get in a gym. He's a world champion UFC. Like, he can go to any gym he wants and and, and they'll have individualized training and training partners waiting for him. So he needs to stop hiding and fight DC or let DC fight uh, Francis. Yeah. What did you think of uh, the Francis fight? That was pretty scary, huh? Yeah, that was, that was crazy, man. Francis is a scary guy. But how could you be scared of anybody with the first name Francis? Good point. It's <laughs> a very good point. All you got to do is look at him and be like, oh, I'm sorry, Francis. <laughs> is there any female fighter that you're attracted to? No, nah, I'm not attracted to female fighters, to be honest. They're all – most of them are just nasty, man. They're training twice a day in gyms. They're all gross. They don't take showers when they go home. And most of them don't even like guys, you know. They just – they're lesbians. So nothing against that. To each their own. Do, do your own thing. But it's just, you know, I, I got no interest in any girl fighters. I mean, they're all just disgusting. Now, Paige Van Zandt's uh, husband, Austin, said he beat you in wrestling. Is this true? You, Adam, you know I'm that's kidding. fake news. I'm, kid I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 beat, I beat that guy 15 to zero in the first round, Adam. 15 that's to zero, I teched him. Damn. That's what he said. He did say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I mean, come on. There's levels to this shit. He's good, though. He's actually really good. Dude, he's, he's a stud, dude. He's, I remember when I wrestled him, I was like, this guy is fucking strong. He just – he had no cardio, and, and everybody knows I'm the cardio king. So, you know, if, if he could learn to relax and, and use that strength to his advantage and could serve his energy, he could be a really good fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, listen, Colby, uh, any, any questions for Colby, Joe, or Greg? The, the I have a question. Yes. Once up, you get the 170-pound belt, would you ever consider making a run at 155 for the belt or 185? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I started my, my career at 185. I wasn't cutting any weight because I weigh 185 pounds soaking wet. So, you know, I wouldn't mind going up to 85. And I believe my skills against Israel match up very well. I just don't think he could handle my pressure and constant in-his-face attitude. You know, I'm not going to let him sit away at striking range and, and strike at me. And, you know, I could, I could honestly make like 160, 162, at, you know. So if Khabib wants to do a super fight and meet in the middle of the 60, 65 weight class, we could do that too. And and we know the sheep fucker has no chance against me. That guy has, has no wrestling. He's not going to out-wrestle me. No wrestling? For shit. We've got amazing wrestling. <laughs> no wrestling? Bro, if wrestling? If wrestling was easy, they would call it Sambo, Adam. Come on. His wrestling, <laughs> his wrestling is not. Who's he wrestling? Who's he wrestling? He's wrestling all these jobbers. These fucking nobodies. He ain't wrestling. He's fighting everybody at lightweight. About, Dude, they're all boxers. Fucking Ally Akinta. Ally Akinta was a good wrestler. No, he wasn't. Come on, Adam. Get out of here. Adam, stop defending, stop defending him, man. He's never fought anybody with any kind of wrestling credentials. He'll, he'll get exposed soon. Michael Johnson was a wrestler. <laughs> You're funny, man. You Michael are so Johnson funny. Is, an hey, wrestler. is that how you make it in Hollywood, being a comedian? Come on. You just make these funny-ass jokes up Michael all the time? Michael Johnson's a good wrestler, no? Adam, man, I love you. You always make me laugh, dude. You're hilarious. Uh, yeah, hilarious. I love you, Adam. I love you too, man. So that's uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Greg, any questions for the great Colby Covington? Yeah, you know, you've done a lot of two, three sums, probably four sums. You ever do the stack? 
Where you What's just stack? Where you just make them lie on top of each other and you fuck them one down the bottom and then all the way back to the top? I can't say I've ever done that. Is it pretty? Is well, it next fun? time we talk to you, I want to know that you have. Let's make okay. that a goal. I'm going to try and get some video confirmation for you if I do it. Because I'm not going to come back with fake stories, Greg, and be like, oh, I did this, I did that. I'm not Tyrone Woodley. So if, <laughs> if I have something, I'll come back with confirmation. I, I, and I'll believe you. I <laughs> will believe you. <laughs> now, Kobe, back, when I, back when I used to be fun and have threesomes and enjoy my life, uh, I would always go to something like <laughs> With the I wife right there. I, I would always notice that like one girl was hotter than the other girl. Oh, I had to pay attention to the one that wasn't as hot. If you, if you go with the hot one, then she feels like, all right, we're both going to leave. You have to go to the one that wasn't as hot. So that way the other girl will get kind of insecure and try harder. Is it, was that your tactic as well? Yeah, that was my tactic as well. But, you know, I learned that, you know, that when you don't give one attention, they'll come out and try and, and drag your name through the mud and make you seem like you're a piece of shit person for it. What, is, that what, wow, is that what happened with you? That's what happened with me. I don't know if you remember. There was this girl, uh, Kelsey Monroe. She tried to come out. I wasn't giving her any attention. She tried to come out and like, oh, Kobe's a piece of shit. That never happened, this and that. And just like trying to drag my name through the mud, make me look like a piece of shit. But really, she was just mad that, you know, I didn't have any feelings for her. Mm. It happens. What, what can you do, bro? Listen. Exactly. This is, you know what they call this? They call this the reflection of perfection. <laughs> who, who calls it that? You? No, the people. Why do you think I'm on people's jam? You know what they call this? The bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the bottom that's, of the barrel. Everybody knows that's where the best is at. That's right. Smart and final. That's what they. <laughs> <laughs> End of the road. Uh, Kobe, thank you so much, man. Came to watch you fight again. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. To, to, I really appreciate it, man. My brother, thanks a lot, Adam. Thanks for having me. Good talking with you, Greg and Joe. And uh, take care, guys. Stay safe and healthy the out man, there. Bro. Thank, Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Peace. Later, boys. All right. Good. Colby. What's up, buddy? There What's up, go. man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you. Uh, how are you feeling? How's, what's life been like since, since, since that, that, that epic fight? I'm feeling great. I've never been better. Uh, you know, I'm back to training now at American Top Team, so I'm feeling good. I'm working on the skills, getting better every single day. And, you know, life's changed a lot. You know, I, I have a lot more freedoms now, and I can do a lot more in my life. So, you know, life's good. You know, just like every American, you know, we're working hard, and we're earning it every day. So, wait, so you're, you're still an American Top Team, or you're out of there? No, no, I'm still an American Top Team, man. Why would you ever say that? Dan Lambert, my good <laughs> friend and manager, I would never leave Dan Lambert. He's done so much for me. And... Come on, I'm the first guy that's truly went through ATT. Like, I'm not like the other fighters where they come from other gyms and they come to ATT because what we offer is great things. I started at American Top Team. Of course. Hey, Kobe, can we get your volume up? Is it down? I'm going to try the headphones. Okay. I think yours is. How do we get. Can you hear me better up? now? Can you hear can me you, better can now? You, can you hear him? I can't hear. I can barely hear. Can you, can you, can you, what, I can it? hear him. Try these headphones. Okay, hold on. All right, hold on, let me see. Give me these ones. Is this better? Kobe, talk to me. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear him perfectly. Mayhem, come here. Kobe's on the phone. Already? Yeah, already. You're 45 minutes late, fucker. <laughs> already. <laughs> so we got the, the Mayhem shit. Miller. We got the legend, Kobe Covington. can't even hear this damn thing. Uh, what the hell? All right, all right. So we got this ready. We've only had two hours to prepare for this. Yes. All right, here we go. 
now, Kobe, I was at that fight. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen live. It was, I mean, it was, it was a great, great fight. Um, how are you feeling about the fight, and what would you have done differently if you had to do it all over again? Everybody knows that was a fake fight. You know, it was, it was, it was a fake ref. That ref is a fucking coward, Mark Goddard. He's trying to play the victim. Oh, look at me, I'm the victim. Oh, dude, you're the one that fucked up all the calls. You, you had two momentum changes in the fight. I kicked Marty in the, in the liver, and he's about to quit in the fight. And all of a sudden, oh, give him a five-minute life raft. Give him a timeout so he can recover, catch his win, and then he'll be better. And then the fake eye poked. He's selling the other eye when he barely got the other eye poked, and he's selling the other eye on camera. Adam, this is this is like Hollywood. All this stuff's gonna get on camera. People, the world is gonna see this. So only you are gonna look like the dumbass and fake newsman that you are. And then, of course, the stoppage was bullshit, Adam. I was completely in the fight. We fight to the death. That's what I signed up to, to fight to the death. And they didn't give me that opportunity. They robbed me. Fucking Mark Goddard's a fucking idiot. He should never fucking ref and fight ever again in his entire life. And the fact that he's playing victim, oh, I'm getting death threats. Yeah, because you're a shitty fucking ref. Go fucking stay in wherever the fuck you're from across the pond and never come to America again, you fucking bitch. <laughs> now, <laughs> dropping the hammer. Now, I, I like had the, you up three rounds to one. The truth. I honestly, go, going to the fifth, I had you up three, three, one. Honestly, same, and I think same. a lot of people around me had that score. Um, if that fight doesn't get stopped, I mean, you were pretty rocked, though. You, I mean, does that the most hurt that you've ever been hurt? What? You, you, uh, dude, I was bare I was not rocked at all, Adam. I was on a double leg, chilling, intelligently <laughs> defending myself. I was completely coherent. I was not rocked. Adam. But I don't he, know what he, you're talking but he about. Did, I mean, you didn't fall. You didn't fall down, though. No. Okay. Yeah, he clipped me. I fell down. But what big deal? I, I, I'm a professional fighter. Everybody, you could get your bell rung a little bit and still be completely fine. You know, that's not a big deal. Huh? You know, that's what the warrior spirit is. That's the American way. You know, like let our troops. If you're in war, if a guy gets shot in the kneecap or shot in the knee. Oh, maybe he falls to the ground. That doesn't mean he's dead. You got to kill him. And that's what ultimate fighting is about. No, we're it, not it's playing not, basketball. No, but it's, but we're not, not playing fight. for points, Adam. Adam, we ain't playing for points, bro. We're playing for fucking consciousness. And he didn't remove my consciousness. I was completely fine. I was coherent, intelligently defending myself. It was a fake fight, fake stoppage, fake rife. I want my fucking rematch. Now, there were, there were some shots in the back of the head. You're absolutely right. Uh, what do you think? That's what I'm saying. Dude. Okay, Adam, objectively look at this fight. Like, all the people that hate me, take your emotions, your feelings out of it. Like, analyze this fight. Go look at the fight. Look at the stoppages. Look at the, look at the you know, the, the momentum change. And then go look at the end of the fight, Adam. Go look at those. No. It's four shots directly to the back of my head. Yeah. It's right in front of Mark Goddard's face. Mark's looking over my back. He's hovering over me, looking right there. Four backs to the back of my head, and he doesn't even call them. And then he calls a stoppage, and I'm, and I even was defending myself. But how? Look at the the completely different way he's repping the fight. He calls fouls that aren't there for Marty, but when there's fouls there right in front of, him, he oh. what, what what happened? We, you know what? It, he was just spitting oh, there too he much is. truth. He's, oh, back. he's back. He's back. Fan now, what do you think would have happened had they let the fight go on the last minute and a half? There, there was only 50 seconds left. 50 seconds. What do you think would have happened? I would have got to my feet. I, I was completely recovered. Obviously, when you see that Mark Goddard stops the fight, I stand right up and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? I'm completely fine. I'm walking around completely fine. I'm a fucking fighter. This is what I do for a living. I love to fight. I was not out of the fight. I signed up on my UFC agreement. We had a, we had a talk backstage with Mark Goddard. Hey, 
don't stop this fight unless I'm completely unconscious. That's what I signed up for. That's what I want. That's what war is. So yeah, this but, war isn't over. But those, aren't the, but, over, but those aren't the UFC rules, though. I mean, people say if a, if a guy's really hurt, they stop it. You know they're not going like, to fight to the death. That's not going to happen. Really hurt. Really hurt. I wasn't even really hurt. I'm not saying you were, but I'm saying, I'm not saying you were, but I'm saying the rules are they're not going to let you fight to the death. This is not a fight to the death. You know that. Okay. Okay, well, it's a, a fight to the unconsciousness. Everybody now, knows that. That's what fighting is. Yeah. But what do you think um, you could have done a little better? Because sometimes, like, I'll be coaching wrestling, and a kid will get screwed on, on, on points, or well, a point or two. And I'll say, yeah, but you shouldn't have let it happen be so close, right? So what do you think you should have done so that it doesn't even hit the fifth round? Like, to kind of stop Usman earlier. Well, you know, the thing is, is if you go back and watch that fight, and uh, you see what happened in the first four rounds. I was beating him for 24 minutes. They saved him. They gave him a life raft. You know, they wanted him to, you know, they beat me. Everybody hates me. I'm the bad guy. Oh, everybody hates Kobe because he supports Trump, you know, which is another guy, Trump. You know, he has the deck stacked against him and he's still winning. And that's what I'm going to do. Adam hates stack the deck against me. I had to fight two guys that night. I didn't just fight Marty fake newsman. I fought Mark Goddard as well. So, you know, the deck stacked against me and I didn't have a fair shake. I want a fair shake next time. And it's going to be a completely fucking different outcome. Mayhem. I, I mean, what? I feel like he thinks these liberal elites are judging the fights wrong. <laughs> and I, I feel yeah, like right. he has a point. He might have a point here. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's socialist repping. I mean, Herb Dean let Ben Askren get like completely blown out by uh, Robbie Lawler and let that fight go on. I mean, he was a lot more hurt than, than Colby was. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I agree. I, I, I was kind of, I felt a little bit let down by by that stoppage. I felt like it, they should have let you continue fight to the death. I'm on the same side as you are, fight to the death. But at the same time, it is the, the referee's job to protect if he sees, if he feels that, you know, it's a blurry line there, you know. And, and if he feels that you know, you're taking unanswered shots. He has the authority to step in. Uh, I can see why you're angry about it, obviously. And I, what I was thinking was, was that the strategy that went in? I felt like you did. You were on the end of uh, some bad calls. But was that the strategy going in? I mean, did did the game plan go as according? I mean, you're an All-American wrestler. How can you didn't shoot any takedowns? Because, you know, I was beating him up in the stand-up. I didn't feel like I needed to. I was rocking him every round. Like, I wobbled him on his feet multiple times. Yeah, he didn't hit the ground, but he was still shook and his legs were wobbly, you know. And, and uh, you know, I was winning the striking exchanges. I felt like I easily won rounds one, two, and four. I was up three rounds to one, and even one judge had me up three rounds to one. So, you know, I didn't feel like I had to wrestle. If we, if we fought again, I, I might implement more wrestling just to get the scrambles going, get his blood filled up in his arms a little bit more. So... You know, he, he has that lactic acid threshold in his arms, and, he, you know, it's going to take away some of his power and speed. But he'll probably look for another right for Af and get a little break again and get into five-minute break and, you know, cheat again because he's a cheater and he's a fake actor. But, you know, it's just – it's sad, Adam. If there's not a rematch, man, this, if this doesn't warrant a rematch, man – There'll then, be a rematch. Man, There'll they, be a, they have to be a rematch. I mean, you guys, are, you guys were so close. It was such a close fight. It was the best fight I've yeah. seen in a long time. I was, I was up there with, with – with, to me, it was up there with uh, Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler, live mm -hmm. at least, because it was, it was a war. Um, were you surprised that you were, he, he was able to kind of not go out? Because you did rock him a bunch of times. Were you surprised by his uh, chin? Yeah, I was surprised by his chin. You know, I caught him a couple of times and he was able to stay in there good. You know, definitely, you know, taking that break in the second round when I had wobbled him in the second round and then I kicked him with uh, a big liver kick. 
you know, that momentum change was huge. He got five minutes to recover. And then also with the eye poke, the reason he was selling that eye poke is right before that, if you go watch the video, I head kicked him and he was wobbling. He was on, you know, he was on Daisy Street. So, you know, those five minutes, those 10 minutes of recovering in a 25-minute world championship fight was huge. And that's what played into the outcome. You know, it would have been a completely different outcome if he didn't get those momentum change. And honestly, go look at the tape. I just want people to go look at the tape. Go watch the whole entire fight. Go watch the end of the fight. I'm intelligently defending myself. He's hitting me straight to the back of the head, and they're not even bothering me. The little baby hits because it's 24 minutes into a world title fight. And the fact that Mark Goddard calls that a stoppage, guy's a fucking joke. And then look look at the next week, Adam. What happened with Frankie Edgar? He lets Frankie Edgar die the next week. So where's the consistencies in the call? He's calling it way too quick on me, and then he's letting Frankie let Edgar, a legend, die in the octagon. No, a lot of guys... Uh, agree with you. I mean, Chris Weidman said early stoppage. Aljamain Sterling said early stoppage. A lot of guys were on your team as far as, far as that goes. Um, now, you after the fight, you ran out of the uh, out of the octagon. You just you, you like took off, which was I actually in a way wanted. I mean, I wanted to hear what you had to say, even win or lose, because you're always very entertaining in the octagon. But now, did you break your jaw, or was that complete nonsense? No, that's complete nonsense, you know. And and speaking of that, I'm glad that you brought that up, you know. Yeah, I, di I didn't break my jaw. I'm not a doctor. I'm a UFC fighter, and I'm the best fighter in the world. So I'm sorry if I'm in my corner and I'm saying I broke my jaw because it was a little maybe sore. But I'm not a doctor. I'm a UFC fighter. It's hard to manage being both things, you know. I'm a businessman, entrepreneur, all these other things. But let's talk about the corner audio, Adam. Another illegal thing where they stacked the deck against me. I'm supposed to be inside a vacuum bag with my corner, Conan Silvera, and they're releasing the corner audio all over social media. So he's getting that back to his corner. He's getting this knowledge. Hey, Colby said he's broken his jaw. I mean, that's com that, that sways everything. Wow. Like, look at all the cheating going on with the signal calling, the signal stealing with the Astros right now in MLB. Look at all the, the deflate gate with the Patriots in the NFL. All the, all the cheating going on in sports, that's another cheat. Like, I'm not supposed to, they're not supposed to be able to get up my corner knowledge and know our strategy and what we're talking about. Like, that's completely unfair. And, and, and I don't know if that goes to the NSAC or I don't know who that goes to or, or who releases that, those tapes and that footage. But that's not fair to give live, you know, tells of my corner and what we're talking about. That's crazy. Ma'am? I mean, there's no such thing as a fair fight. You know what I mean? And you've been playing the bad guy for so long that you, you kind of have to expect that Dak's going to get stacked against you. They want the good guy to win, right? I mean, the, yeah, but Kobe sells more tickets. Yeah, I agree. I totally, and I think he's going to continue to sell more tickets no, no matter what he does and no matter who he fights next. So he's kind of put himself in a great position. But I can understand where you're coming from. But, I mean, don't you think that, you were always headed to this place where if you're going to play the bad guy and you're going to be the heel, that everybody is going to kind of want you to lose and you're going to have to do so much more to get your win. What do you think? Is yeah. that what happened with you? Definitely. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right, man. I mean, you make a very good point. Man's and, convinced you know, that they poisoned him for a fight. <laughs> Dude, Definitely. yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. You now, know, now, now, that night, uh, are you – after you lose, are you in your hotel room pacing back and forth, pissed off, or are you having threesomes of porn stars? <laughs> you know, of I'm in Las Vegas, and, you know, the Trump family took very good care of me. They treated me first class just like they treat America with first class. 
You know, they gave me that first class treatment at the Trump Hotel. Of course, oh, yeah. I had to have a couple of my mamacitas come over and give me a little back rub <laughs> afterwards. You know, throw back some cold ones, enjoy Las Vegas, and make Vegas great again, Adam. Right. Okay, so you did. So that night, you actually had sex with lots of promiscuous yeah. women? Were those girls legal immigrants? <laughs> <laughs> of course they were legal, man. You know, I'm all about legal, but illegal, that's, you know, it's, it's illegal. So. Now, now, how do you think the fight, that, that was, being that you fought Usman and you trained with, uh, with uh, Masvidal, and they're supposed to fight July 4th weekend in Vegas, or, or that fight weekend, how do you think that fight goes? You know, it's funny you bring up journeyman George Masvidal, <laughs> a.k.a. The Street Judas. He tries to call himself Street Jesus, but really he's Street <laughs> Judas. You know, the, the guy's, you know, he's not deserving of a title shot, Adam. The guy's a bum. He's, a, he's got 15 losses on his record. He's a 50-50 he's a broken, mediocre fighter. That's what his BMF belt he knocked stands out for, broken, ben mediocre fighter. He knocked out Ben Askren. Who? Ben Who's Askren? Ben Askren? Ben Askren? <laughs> ben Askren? The yeah, guy who's about... beating up all these Asians at bingo halls? Who does, he beat up a bunch of amateurs in Asia in the bingo halls. Who gives a fuck about Ben Askren? Who he beat, even is he beat, that? He beat Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a tough guy. Who's that? Nate, oh, yeah? How many, how many losses do he have on his record? 15 losses? He's, what's his record in the last five to ten years? 50-50 at best? I All think right, he so, has a losing record, to be honest. So who do you think wins that so fight, fuck it. He's a California soy boy. He's dropping <laughs> soy boy bombs. He ain't ready for MAGA bombs. Now, who do you think wins that fight, though, between Masvidal and... Uh, Usman? Usman. Fight, Adam. What? I'm, I'm sure of it. They're not going to fight. Hmm. Journeyman George Masvidal does not want to fight me or Marty Fake Newsman because he knows he can't wrestle. He'll get exposed. He's not, he's not a well-diverse fighter. You know, He's one-dimensional. And if he fights me or Marty Fake Newsman, he'll lose. So he's going to sit out and he's going to try and overplay his hand and hope that he gets the Connor Conman McGregor fight. And he's not going to get that fight. And he's going to be sitting on the sidelines while I win my welterweight title this July, International Fight Week. Colby Chaos Covington, top of the marquee versus Marty Fake Newsman 2, the rematch. There's a sequel and a trilogy to this, Adam. We ain't finished yet. Hey, There's look, one I, little battle. Get the the fucking cup. Look, I know you're I know you're all fired up about Usman, but like what do you think? You just mentioned Conor McGregor. Like, what do you think about that, bro? He that called you be, out. McGregor called you out. Yeah, well, that could be a big money fight. Who gives a fuck about a title when you can make that big money and arguably fight maybe not like a better matchup for you? You see the, the all the leaked videos of con, con man McGregor the other day in bed with some crack whore who had like all his teeth missing. Oh my dude, God. the dude's not even gonna make it to the octagon again, he's gonna end up locked up behind bars. So, how do you think? Be honest, con man McGregor couldn't even knock that 50 year old old dude off the bar stool. How's he gonna fuck with raw American steel and twist his sex appeal? Wow, but he did call you out. But also, Michael Chiesa called you out. Are you gonna respond to that? Who is she? No, Michael Chiesa. He's a, he won the Ultimate Fighter. He's a he's a he's a great fighter. He just he just beat a Rafael dos Anjos. He's a tough tough guy. Yeah, no, you're not Never even heard of her. <laughs> All right, Michael Chiesa. I mean, I get yeah. a I I get a lot of groupie girls that that sweat me and are DMing me on my Instagram, but I can't keep track of them all, Adam. Now, how did now listen? Uh, how did you feel about they made it very racial uh, after your, your fight? I never saw more people tweeting about the fight. They were, they were calling you an alt right guy or uh, Nigerian immigrant knocks out all you know Trump supporter alt right. Did that get to you at all? 
No, not at all. You know, I mean, you got freaking 50 Cent out there, you know, talking all this shit. He's just an internet troll these days. You know, he doesn't really want to step up to the plate. I was proposing to fight 50 Cent, one hand tied behind my back, a million dollars for charity, Adam. And he don't want to fight. He's a little bitch. Why, he's but why have one hand? I mean, shit. 50 Cent used to box. He's he's a lot heavier than you. Uh, why why not? You I, hey, we don't, we don't, I only need one hand against that, that little schlob. Let's be honest. He got shot nine times at him. If he got shot one time by Colby Covington, he wouldn't get back up. But oh don't you think you should God. use both hands to fight 50 Cent? I don't, hey, no weight class. It does, I only need one hand. He can pick the hand. I promise you it's only going to take one hand. I'll jab him up and, and eat his body alive and finish him. Mayhem, how do, you think about, how do you think the fight goes? Bro, I got money on Colby on that one. With, I already with, told you. With when, one hand. When you, yes, with one hand. When you brought this up already a long time ago, I said Colby's going to handle it one-handed. He might he might put both hands and just do it with his Now, Now, there were some celebrities coming at you, too, though, like Steve-O. Steve oh, let's talk about Rosie. O what about Rosie O'Donnell? And Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, Rosie on, O'Donnell. Rosie Rosie, wait, come on. You're wait, losing. Wait, wait, wait. You're losing. Hey, wait, wait, Mayhem. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell is losing eight, ten rounds to obesity, and she wants to talk about me. She's losing eight, ten rounds to obesity. She wants to talk about a world champion fighter. What's she ever beaten? I'm not talking about her Hollywood little spouses that she's beaten. I'm talking about real, actual fights. What the fuck have you beat, Rosie? You can't Lots even beat obesity, you fat slob, fat pig. Yeah, so Rosie was talking about you. Um, Steve-O was talking about you. Michael Rappaport. Uh, did it, Michael, Michael, whatever. <laughs> did any of this, Michael Rappaport, he, he goes, the fat, he goes, imagine being a fake MAGA guy thinking you'll make money. You sold your soul. You'll never be invited to the White House. That, he was, but he was already invited to the White House. He's he already been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See how so, fake news these stars are? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They but, make but, fake, hey, they're in their feelings and they make fake narratives. That's all it is. But a lot of guys support you. I mean, uh, the the uh, Rock said respect to both men. Great fight. Um, Leon Edwards said that he's now going to be the champion based on that fight. So how, how do you think how do you think Leon versus Woodley goes? Uh, who Leon Scott? Did you say Leon? <laughs> Leon Scott? Edwards is fighting uh, Tyron Woodley. Leon. Yeah, I've never he, heard Leon, <laughs> Leon Scott has a fight. Leon Scott, yes. Now uh, a week later, you were hanging out with Little Pump. At the basketball game, uh, what was that like? That was a really good experience. I can't lie. Little Pump's a good dude. We're gonna shoot actually a little music video soon. So, you know, he's got chicks. I got chicks. We're gonna bring the chicks together and we're gonna have a great time. So, nice. you know, all the people that were saying that I've been in hiding, what are you talking about? I was front row on the courtside seats at the Miami Heat game with Little Pump like four days after my fight. So I'm not hiding. I have nowhere. Yes. To, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, Adam. No, I, oh, look, God. I believe it. And you got a half a million dollars. And I think you're, even though you lost the fight, I feel like your stock rose. I think people were, expect, then people were expecting you to get steamrolled. And it was a real, you were one minute away from being the champion. And if that ref hadn't done that, I had you winning. I had you winning the fight. Even if you would have lost that round, I, he still would have won three rounds to two, in my mind. The judges had it differently, but I was there. And you know what's funny is that a lot of people had your back. It was a big yeah. Usman, and then all of a sudden the lights went down, and you heard, Colby, Colby. Like, people were really starting to – you had a lot of support there. Um, a lot of people do like what you're doing. Um, and I thought you fought great. I just – I was a little curious as to why you didn't shoot a takedown. He's got great wrestling too. 
But I, I think that you're wrestling. But no, he was out. right though. He he was doing a good job of dictating the pace with the stand up. He was scoring his shots, getting out of the way of most of his shots. The only thing that happened is that as both men got tired, he got tagged with the that shot late in the what was it fourth fifth round? Fifth round? Yeah. yeah, yeah, hit with that shot, wobbled him, and then he went for a double leg. Yeah, and I mean what he's saying is accurate. I see why they stopped it. I you know like I said, being the bad guy has his ups and downs. You can get in the guy's head, but you also get in the referee's head. You also get in the judge's head. You also get in everyone. There's no such thing as a fair fight. And everybody kind of was against you. And the only way to really cemented it was to put him away. So, you know, I guess that's something to think for the rematch. No, know? I know that you said you were going to hit Dana with the belt afterwards. Uh, if you try to put it around. Did Dana say anything after the fight? Like, great fight? Uh, yeah, he, you know, he said great fight. You know, he, he's fine. He's fine in my book. We're cool now. So, you know, it is what it is. So you and Dana are cool. You and Rogan are cool. Um, yeah. did, did, did Misha Tate come up to you and, like, you guys make up? You and Misha? Nah, she's, she's still a shill for that other company in Asia. So who gives a shit about her? You know, the only reason she's famous is because she put all those leaked Internet photos, <laughs> supposed leaked. But we all know that. They weren't leaked. She put that up there to get publicity and notoriety. So she's just one of the fakest people I know, Mayhem. Like, she was selling fights off drama with Ronda, and then she wants to talk shit about me for selling fights with drama. It's just like the girl is such a hypocrite and two-faced, and she makes no sense. Now, uh, Ali Abdulaziz said he has – you have his respect. Seems like he's been extending an olive branch. Are you you buying it, or you think this is some kind of a ruse? I'm not buying it, and – you know, I'm, I never buy anything that Ali Abdel Asleez sells. So you don't you know, want to support want my terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to support FBI informants and and oh, uh, Muslim group. You know, he's, I'm he's getting. Look, I, I'm glad you said that because I'm getting more and more like information. I never heard anything about this guy until oh, I come you on were, MMA roasting. Yeah, I was. I was down for a while. Nobody talks about you. Were doing, you were, you were doing time for him. I think yeah, he like snitched maybe, you out. Maybe he did <laughs> snitch me out. But but yeah. But now that I hear more and more about this, I'm worried about. I'm worried about the sport of MMA in general. It's it's crazy what's going on right now yeah. in sport. Um, so now with it, was Mike Brown and Mako and the guys at ATT, they must have been proud of you. Uh, the first name, I don't know who, you know, I don't work with that guy. You know, I work with Steve Mako. He's proud of me. You know, we work hard and we're still working hard. We're putting in the work every day in the wrestling room. Conan Silvera, he does a great, great job at American Top Team getting me ready. My head coach, you know, we're working on a lot of new things and, and we're growing and evolving every day. So you haven't seen the best of me yet. And then you know my striking coach Gabriel Oliveira, and then also Anderson uh, Fra- Francis or Anderson Carmont or no Anderson. Uh, I don't know Anderson. He's a he's he's a really good kickboxing coach from Brazil, and and uh, you know we're putting in good work just under you know Dan Lambert's tutelage at American Top Team, and you know. We're now, there's another guy there. who's like a big rebel that you've been training with is Pat Downey. This guy is like he was like. A world champion wrestler who got like kicked off a bunch of teams for some crazy stuff going on, and he's got the long mullet. He's a monster of a guy, and you're training with him. What's that like? Yeah, that's been fun. You know, he's <laughs> he's a tough kid. You know, he's got he could have a bright future. You know, he's got bricks for hands. If he wanted to get into fighting, you know, I think if he learned how to throw those hands, he could be very dangerous. And uh, you know, his wrestling is is very high level. The guy's got throws from nowhere. You know, he's throwing guys for five where you shouldn't be throwing guys for five. So he's a tough kid, and I hope he ends up an American top team fighting. 
Right. Now, uh, Paige Van Zandt's boyfriend said you beat him, her husband, in college. You in Austin, but he wants a rematch. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. He happens to be a nice guy. He, he says he's a big fan of yours, by the way. Austin Vanderford. Uh, now, did, did uh, Chael Sutter used to coach you? Yeah, he did, man. He, when I was like seven, eight years old, I used to wrestle in a mat club, and we'd go travel to his mat club, and I'd see him at local uh, little community wrestling tournaments for the kids' clubs, and Man, he was always around, and I just, you know, he'd always help everybody that wanted help, and he was just such a good guy. Like, I remember he'd always give me advice and, and coach me and always be like, give an extending hand. Hey, if you want to come train in Portland with me, you can always come train with me. So, man, me and Chael go way back, man. That's Uncle Chael. Now, I heard sometimes, like, he, like, calls you and, like, you guys discuss strategies for how to, like, right? No? What? Yeah. <laughs> we discuss a lot of things, you know. He's, he's a very smart and intelligent guy, and you know, we discuss business and uh, entertainment, and uh, you know, just what how to sell. Yeah. No. It's, it's, now, are you, after you're done with MMA, are you going to go into WWE? Is that something you, you'd want to do? Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. I think the transition to, to WWE from MMA is going to be pretty easy for me. I understand how to get on a mic. I understand promos. I understand a different side to it than most people understand. And let's be honest, the WWE numbers are down right now. Vincent, man, you need to call me. You need help over there. I can help you, man. My numbers don't lie. Look at the numbers, baby. Vincent, man, give me a call. <laughs> but how many fights you got left with the UFC, though, before you talk all that? You could be getting in some legal trouble like that. You know what I mean? You know who's training over there now? Tito Ortiz uh, at the WWE headquarters. Awesome. Tito Ortiz is there now. Things are getting weird. He was a big fan of yours, by the way. Tito Ortiz was really rooting for you. I got him some tickets front row with him and his girl for the fight. So that's my boy, Tito. You know, the Trump train. We on the Trump train together. We dropping <laughs> <Yeah>. Magadoms. <laughs> hilarious. So you're, now, are you going to accept any other fight other than Usman? No, I'm not going to accept any other fight except for Usman. So, I mean, unless they open up the checkbook and they make the fight worth offering, then, then I'm not going to accept any other fight. You know, I, I was done so dirty and I want the I'm rematch. I'm telling you, Conor McGregor, bro. You and Conor, oh the promos alone, I think it just, you know, remember what? The, the Mayweather, when they had just that publicity tour? Yeah. You could be doing that. You know what I mean? You could be getting paid like, you know, a thirty grand just to show up and talk. What did you think about the whole Connor Cowboy fight? I mean, Con Man McGregor doesn't want to fight a real welterweight like me. He wants to fight little midgets and and that's all he's gonna do, losing midgets. But what was your thought about the whole cowboy thing? Uh, How cow like the shoulder strike? Like talk about it. I think I think Stephen A. Smith made a good point. I'm on Stephen A. Smith's side, you know. Oh. I think, hey, let's be honest. Stephen A. Smith is a real journalist. All these other journalists and MMA media, they're not even fucking journalists. They don't even have journalism degrees. They're fucking marks. They're marks for the sport who sit in their mom's basement and they're eating Cheetos like little fucking dorks and they want to talk about fucking MMA media. You don't do we have, have journalism any, degrees. Do we Stephen have any A. Smith Cheetos is a here? real fucking journalist. I mean, he did make a lot. He made a good point. He did. I mean, but but he, I think what he messed up when he, when he said, I've gotten in more fights in the last week than Cowboy. <laughs> like, that's when he, I think, rub people the wrong way. When he says things like, hey. I can take a bigger punch, you're like, okay. <laughs> like, no, you can't. Like, come on, man. You know? No. You never know. Now, how do you not have Cowboy's a girlfriend? Cowboy's been hit a lot of times. 
How do you not have a girlfriend to settle you down? By the way, I mean there must be women, those these MAGA women with the with the with the you know American flag bikinis, a good Christian women. girl, yeah, sending you pictures. How does, how, why, why have you not settled down yet? Because I'm just too focused on my business and I'm too focused on my career and and girls slow you down, man. They just 100%. they want your time, they want your energy. And they want they want you distracted from from what's the real prize and what you really want in life and your dreams and goals. And I'm not going to let any girl hold me back from my dreams and goals. So, you know, I want one girl for every day of the week. Hell yeah. By the way, you know, who's a big fan of yours. Kayla Harrison. She we we had her on the podcast. She she talks very highly of you. So just so you know, she's a unicorn. Yeah, what about you and Kayla? That would be some angry sex right there, right? Right, her and him and Kayla. Stop, no, that's, <laughs> that's my teammate. I don't, I don't mix business and pleasure. <laughs> like, who do you think? I don't know Dirt who sweeps bag. who. Who do you think sweeps who? Him, yeah. him, him, I don't know. I, I just want to see the underhooks. Yeah, that exactly. The underhooks would be good. Um, yeah. So, by the way, also big, big, big fan of yours. One last week, Hector Lombard won his bare knuckle boxing. He's now the world champion. Last week, did, did you go to his fight? I wasn't able to make it, but, you know, I was supporting, and, and I'm really happy for Hector, man. He's another MAGA supporter, and, uh, you know, yeah. he, he's keeping America great, and, he, you know, we're addicted to winning. Some people are addicted to drugs, Adam. Some people are addicted to cheating on their wives, cheating on their taxes. We're addicted to winning. That's our drug of choice. Now, Usman said that you and Masvidal tag team girls. Uh, he said that in an interview recently, that you guys were sharing women. How does he know that, and what happened? And were you sharing women? <laughs> Fucking anime mean, roasted I'm podcast. Not... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how he would know that. That's just so weird. That like, what, what was he in the room or something? Like, did he have video surveillance? Like, when we were at these parties or something? Like, that's just crazy, man. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to speak up, and I don't kiss and tell anymore, Adam. I'm a, I'm a real uh, professional and a true but who professional. But who, 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 like, busted first? Did you guys have a competitions, you and Masvidal? Was it, like, you and, you and Street well, yeah, Jesus? There's, there's, no, Street Judas. There's a All reason right. Street Judas hates me. It's because he can't last as long as me, Adam. Yeah. He's, he's not he, – he's not the – they don't call him the cardio king and the porn star cardio like they call me. So, you know, yeah, he's just a little jealous and bitter that I can last longer than – and then I have better cardio. And frankly, then I'm just a better fucking fighter. Yeah. So, okay, so that's where the, the thing – so you guys would share girls. He would nut early, and then you would last, and he would get jealous, and that's why he's mad at you? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not claiming and, and, and saying that we share girls. And I'm not saying that's the reason he's mad. He's mad because I won the world title and he's jealous that I won right. a world title and he's a little bitch. And then he's got 15 losses on his record and he, he can barely have a winning record in his last 10 fights. So he's just jealous of my success. Now, were you jealous when Jessica I was asking him? He, she was tweeting out, hey, you with the robe, what, come see me later. No, you weren't upset about Who's I've never heard of that. Who's that? Forget it. Hey, forget it. Any, any, hey, dude, I'm I'm hanging out with Bang models and stuff. I'm sponsored by Bang. Thank you. Shout out to Bang Energy. We got I'm Bang out here. Hot, hot super. I'm hanging out with hot supermodels every day, Adam. You think I'm worried about some fucking five that's in women's <laughs> MMA fighting? <laughs> She's not a five. I like Jessica. Hey, but, but let's be honest, man. There's not a girl that's attractive, you know, in women's MMA fighting. It's just, oh, there are plenty of girls disgusting. that are attractive. What are you talking about? That, what about the Carolina? The, 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 Cobalt Kiewicz? Yeah, that one's a beautiful girl right there. Rachel Ostovich. Dude, but, 
I Gabby mean, Garcia. yeah, but you got to look at the sample size, though. The sample size is is, is skewed, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you go out in South Florida, the beach, or you go out oh, to yeah. like That's... one of these porn conventions, you know, you're gonna see a lot assortment of just hot girls and like you all these girls. Think hot... <laughs> when do you go to porn I conventions? Nah, I used to back in the day. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your own booth? Was there like a booth? <laughs> nah. Like, <laughs> I was just observing. I was just there with a friend observing, seeing what was going on. Of course. Of course seeing what they could, what could they possibly talk about at a porn convention? Like, what, what, what is they? this? Oh, this is how you, they were like giving like demonstrational videos. Like, this is how you need to eat the pussy. Like, <laughs> oh this my is God. how, this is how you do anal. We should go to those informational events. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like Education. a plan. I need to do some research for science. Yeah, of course, no, of course. Now, what did you think of uh, Corey Anderson getting knocked out last week? I'll be I'll be totally honest with you, and I'm always I am honest. I didn't I haven't watched UFC since I fought because it's just it was so rigged and it's just fucking so fucking bad, man. I can't I can't stand. And wither my stomach to even come around to watch fighting right what now. What about your it's former pathetic. roommate, John Jones? John Jones had a good fight. I mean, he a lot of people thought he lost Dominic Reyes. They gave him the win. Did you watch that fight? Like I said before, I haven't watched any fights since my fight. And, uh, you know, I heard about it. You know, people have been talking about it, saying there was corrupt judges. And, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm like, they're like, what, what was your reaction, Colby? I'm like, I'm not surprised, man. I know how the judges and, and reps and, and how the system can be, you know, and and, um, you know, th- why would they want their cash cow to lose? You know, that's a guy that's making money for him right now. So, of course, they're not going to let him win- lose on the judges' scorecards. Now, you accused um, Usman of taking EPO before the fight. Now, did you uh, – where did you hear that and how did that start? So, I got a bunch of information uh, from, a, from secondhand from all his training partners. Like, I'd hold, heard from multiple training partners, and I'm not going to put them out there because I don't want them to be involved in this. And I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but I just heard it from a lot of different people. And, and I think it's pretty obvious and mm-hmm. it's pretty clear that the way I put him on the spot at the press conference, he wasn't even able to defend himself and he didn't even deny it. Like, he just was like, yep. And, you know, I know he's got good doctors and they're able to blood dope and they're, they're able to do a good job to get him clean when he needs to get clean. So it's unfortunate. You know, you can see the progression in his, clear, in his career. When he fought Emil Mick, he gassed out in three rounds and then he, he's going out there and torching Tyrone Tyquil Woodley for five rounds, five hard rounds. So, you know, May- no, Mayhem, you, look you, at his you, body. you took EPO, right, Mayhem? You took EPO in your life? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, how, how does that help you? Uh, I don't think it does. Uh, well, I think that um, the the science behind it is it gives more white blood cells to you or something, or get more oxygen yeah. in your blood. Apparently, but, but you didn't notice the difference so, when, you, when you took. Yeah, yeah. I, I think definitely. Like after my career was over, I tried to do that, and what it and it makes you have so much extra blood that you could stroke out. So wow. it's very dangerous. It's like it's outlawed for a reason because it makes your blood like so thick, viscous that you could just drop dead but did you so notice your cardio yeah, was much better yeah yeah i think so yeah it definitely is illegal for a reason because it works but i mean it's funny that he called him out on it and he didn't <laughs> deny it and it was like a strange moment that only colby can make so uh yeah hats off for that <laughs> that, that was wild well you called out that. gsp right after that fight oh, yeah. did gsp but, ever deny taking stuff no i mean look if you're on the right side of things, you're kind of allowed to do whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? Example, uh, yeah, like if you're, if you're, 
if, if like, Giant um, picograms. Yeah. yeah, it's if you're allowed to, if you're the, the marquee guy, well, why are they going to shut you down? Well, what's crazy about the John Jones thing is that, you know, his claim is that he, you know, didn't know what was in the system and he doesn't need steroids, yada, yada. Colby says that back when they were in college together, he was taking steroids back then. He bulked up to like 230 from like, what, 190 or something. So he's been doing this for a long time. And if you look at a lot of his fights since um, coming off, since allegedly being clean, they've been a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, his fight against Dominic Reyes. Oh, yeah. His fight, his last fight um, versus when... I guess before he was just running through people. Well, you could say that's that's age, or maybe the people that he's fighting has gotten better, or maybe the there's more tape out on you. Or I wouldn't Kobe. say it's age though, because he's still in his he's still in his prime, in his early 30s, 31, 32 years old. I think that you know back then MMA was different. There wasn't commissions, there wasn't uh, there wasn't systems where you know they had drug testing in place. So guys went out there and it wasn't a big deal to do steroids because that's kind of what they wanted. Do steroids, you know, let's let's put two guys in a cage that look like, you know, the Hulk and let them try and kill each other, you know, and, and they're trying to change that and clean it up. But, yeah, John has looked a lot different these days. You know, he, he's, he looks human. Back then he look, used to look invincible. And I think that is, you know, the signs of, you know, he's, the doping's getting out of his system. But look at Lance, Lance Armstrong, a guy that did EPO, you know, like, uh, for Lance Armstrong, he was winning every Tour de France, and then as soon as he stopped doing the, the EPO, you know, he couldn't win anything, and, you know, his career went down the drain. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's got to feel good, though. I mean, Colby, from a guy that – I had you on the podcast after you were, like, UFC Fight Night China, and it was, like, your first fight ever, and I was like, this guy's got something special. And I had you on the podcast, and you were, like, this, like, sort of humble, nice guy, and then – but you were, like – I'm like, dude – we, we, we got to, you know, create a gimmick for you. I was, I was sort of like leading you in that way. I mean, I was half You're taking serious. credit for his success. Half, no, 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 I'm oh, not. Wow. No, he's taking Adam. success. But I'm saying you were a guy that no one even knew was on the map. The Jews okay? control the media. <laughs> to, go, to, go from, to go from that, to go from where you are now, where literally the president is tweeting about you. And, uh, calling me. and calling you and his kids are saying, hey, keep your head up. And you've sort of divided the country. Nice. I mean, to, to, you got to say, I mean, you have really made a name for yourself. Uh, do you ever like step back and go, man, I was I was just some fucking college wrestler from from Oregon, you know, all American guy. And now I'm the most popular athlete in the country or one of them. That's got to feel pretty good. Uh, you know, to be honest, Adam, I don't really think about those things. I'm not like most MMA fighters where I need to stroke my ego because all these fighters, you know, a street Judas, a Dustin Poirier, these guys that they need to stroke their ego, you know, and they need to tell them these, themselves these things to make them s feel better about themselves. I don't need to do that. You know, I have a great life. You know, I got the president calling me before and after my last fight. You know, I got great support behind me with the Trump family, the first family. I got some great support with my agency, you know, Balanji Group. I got great support with the American top team and Dan Lambert. So, you know, I, I know I've came a long way, but it's hard work and earning it. I earn it like every other American earns it, you know, the blue collar way. Go out there and anything you want in life, manifest it, work hard for it, and never stop believing in your dreams. Yeah, amen to that. Now, what do you say as far as like, because I know, I know personally from what I see, uh, the way you went to 
interact with people that you're not racist. I mean, you, every time I talk to you, you're hanging out with King Mo or this one or that one or being on. It just seems Wait, like this one or that one. No, what? no, not this wow. one or that one. All right, let's take that Whoa. one out. Right. Not this yeah, one or that one. That one I'm, out. I'm, I'm saying, okay. Point is that you're not racist. That's not what I meant. Fuck you, man. Why would, right, so, hey, why would you even bring up racist? When, why well, why does what that do you even come to say, into discussion? Well, what do you have to say to people that, that are accusing What do you have to say to people that are accusing you of being racist? I have to say that, that, you know, oh, I put on a hat that says four words that says make America great again, and that makes me racist. First off, I've never said one racist remark in my whole entire career, and I never would. You know, so how can you even say in the same sentence of when you're talking to me anything about racism when I've never said anything racist before? No, he's pointing out that a lot. And I think you defended yourself already that by being uh, aligned with the Trump family, you like a lot of people project that onto you. Now, we're not calling you a racist. We're saying that a lot of people. Yeah, that they they put paint you in that light. You're you're 100 right, and and you know what's funny about that? It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking with Candace Owens like before my fight. You know, I don't know if you guys know who Candace Owens is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was like, yeah, she was doing an interview, and like they were calling her racist, and yeah. and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm <laughs> I'm a black lady who supports Trump. How am I racist? Oh, you support Trump? You're racist. What are you talking about? Like, look at the double standard. I mean, the hypocrisy is just pathetic, and. And anybody will, will make up a fake narrative these days just to make you look bad. And, and that's what people are trying to do. They're just trying to make me look bad. They're, they're in their emotions and their feelings are hurt. And, and this isn't the emotion or feelings business. This is the fighting business. No, I hate that. I hate that when people start calling you racist online because I, like, want to defend you. But then I know if, when I defend you, I'm just going to get fucking tons of sh- It's like – So it's what? Like, I, I know. It's, a, Adam, it's annoying. Let me, yeah. let me tell you what being a Colby fan and being a Trump fan is like these days. It's like you have to be a closet fan. It's like being gay in the 50s or 60s. You couldn't come out and say you're gay. It just it, it wouldn't slide. So you had, you had a closet community of people that, that believe in this certain way. And, and, and times are changing, so you can come out. Don't be afraid to speak No, your I'm mind, not Adam. afraid. But, but, but here's what they say, because I'll be like, he's not racist. And they go, well, he called Brazilians filthy animals, right? And then I go, uh... So, Brazil's not a race. Brazil's not a race, but but you but you can't call a whole group of people filthy animals. That's not that's the definition of being prejudiced or or, or bigot or just <laughs> just you know that that that's the oh. problem. Like oh, so it was okay, it was okay that they could tell me that they hope they I died and you will die and your mom's a fucking whore and I'm gonna rape your mom after the fight and grab my American flag. You know how many people lost their life for that flag? I fight for the troops and the Trumps and the and the troops. They put their life on the line for that flag. That flag. But they were saying that about you. They weren't saying all white people are doing that. They just said you. So couldn't you have just said Whoa, that hey, guy's hey, a filthy Adam. animal? Not all Brazilians. Like that. When you lump in all Brazilians, and then, then that's when you get in trouble. You understand? Last time I, no, I don't understand because last time I checked, they used that that quote in Home Alone, and it wasn't racist. So why is it racist? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What filthy animal? You filthy animal. Checkmate. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. But that's the only thing. I just wish you hadn't like. But it is. It is what it is. I think also there was like a playfulness that you were not. You were just calling filthy animals. You weren't like. I'd much rather be called a filthy animal than saying I'm, I'm going to die or rape my mother. That's fucking. That's really personal. Versus like, oh, you're a filthy animal, right? Right? 
I think the cultural... animals aren't even filthy, by the way. I, I mean, I have, I have like a really clean pet. You know, like my cats are fucking licking each other all the time. Like they're, they're very clean. So. Okay. Um. Uh, enough about your cat. I mean, my friend, my friend has a pig. The pigs are clean. All right, all right. Back in the, back to you. Uh, so you're killing the game. You think you think you're gonna fight uh, fight weekend in July? I think so. I think uh, we had a good talk with the UFC last week. My management group, Dan Lambert. Uh, the Ballinger group, they, you know, Lloyd and those guys, they had a good talk with uh, the UFC, and they want us to fight International Fight Week in July, and we'll just have to see how things go. You know, they, I think they hit a snag with the, the journeyman fight and the Marty Fake Newsman <laughs> fight, and someone wants more money than they're worth, and I think I'm going to slide right back in, and it makes sense. Man, give the people what they want. The people want this. The people were no. cheering, USA, USA, Kobe, Yeah, but Kobe. Usman's from the, the USA also, but he's also American. That made no sense. He, Usman's he American claims to too. be from Nigeria. Exactly. He's from America. He grew up in America, but he claims to be from Nigeria. Oh, I was born in Nigeria. But I think Dude, he you were born well, in Dallas, Texas, bitch. You're a fake but, bitch. Stop fake <laughs> acting. Stop fake nut shots. Stop fake eye pokes. Fake stoppages. Let's run this back. This shit no, ain't no, over yet. No, but this shit you, ain't over. Right now you're, but, okay, well, but you're eye poke. Okay, the time he, he poked you, were you faking it? But then you kind of fake something as well. <laughs> yeah, I've never faked anything in my life. He poked me straight up in the eye, and Mark Goddard said, all right, no more timeouts. You guys keep fighting. Oh, so now you're acknowledging that you gave Marty Fake Newsman two fake timeouts before, and you're not going to give me a timeout when I legitimately got poked? But it's okay. I'm used to the death, the death being stacked against me. I'm going to keep fighting because I don't ask for timeouts or breaks. I ask to go out there and fight to the death and fight till someone's unconscious, and I got robbed of that. It's bullshit, fake fight, fake stoppage. And that shit needs to be reviewed okay. and protested. I want my rematch. Okay, but now that you know that Usman is capable of dropping you, because he did drop you, are you going to fight a little safer? Or is it just going to go punch a punch? <laughs> banana peel? Yeah, he slipped on a banana peel. Yeah. I slipped yeah. on a banana peel, Adam. It, you okay. know, it, was, it, got, it got really slippery in the UFC octagon that night. And, <laughs> you know, I fell to the ground. But, hey, I was in a safe space. I shot a double leg. He was just putting his hips on me. Dude, as a wrestler, Adam, you, you know wrestling. You coach kids wrestling. Dude, I relax most of the time in fights or in wrestling matches when I'm on a double leg extended, and I'm just kind of catching my breath, catching my senses, yeah. getting back to reality, and that's exactly what I was doing, intelligently defending myself, putting my hand behind my back because he's hitting the back of my head. I mean, I mean, the fight, you're supposed to only be able to hit from like right here to right here, and why, why is he hitting clearly in the back of my head? I, I had to get stitches behind my head because he put so many marks back there. Wow. Damn. Well, listen, I mean, uh, Colby Covington. <laughs> I keep coming away. I want to hate you, bro. I, I really want to. Why do you want to hate I, him? Because, no, I just, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with this politics. I don't know if I agree, but I just keep, you keep winning me back, bro. I don't know how you keep doing it. You keep convincing me to, I, you know, I was going to, I was going to vote for Bernie, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm swinging this way. No, but Usma got booed at the last time UFC event. They put a picture on him. He was, he got booed. Oh, he got booed for sure. I mean, people, I mean people, I, I don't, look, I don't think he's not going to get booed. I, I'm sure the boos are going to keep coming his way, and he's going to keep smiling right through I think it. He wants That's what's booed, making me a fan. That's what's making me a fan. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck what you guys say. He's going to keep doing his thing. I, and you know what? No, Masvidal, according to Masvidal, you do scroll the internet for stuff about you. Is that true? Dude, you can't believe anything Street Judas says, man. There's a reason they call him Journeyman George Masvidal. He's a true definition of a journeyman. I mean, the guy, 
The guy's got 15 losses on his record. He was getting knocked out by lightweights, Rodrigo Dam, getting upside inverted triangle, knocked out unconscious by Toby Imada. What's a Toby Imada? No one even knows what that is. I beat the guy's Toby Imada in 2001. Hey, really? Yeah. Hey, yeah. But, but going back to Mayhem, you know, hey, yeah. Mayhem, you know, at the end of the day, I respect everybody's opinion. I, I still like you. You can hate me, and, and I have a lot of haters. You no. can hate me, but I respect your opinion. You still have an opinion. Is the freedom of speech is America? God bless America. God bless the Trump. Yeah, God true. bless the trip. God bless you, Adam. God, God bless, bless you too, Colby. Yes. Freedom of speech. Protect your amendments. Thank America, you, so great. Kobe. Thanks, Colby. We'll talk to you man. soon. Trump 2020. Take care, guys. Thank you, bro. This guy's anyway. great. <laughs> Fucking great, uh, bro. I really wanted to go at him, but like, uh, you know what I mean? You just can't. He's just too much. He's got his shit tight. He's like, you know, he's a great fighter. He's got like, you know. He's just got this personality that's just popping off. He's like the end guy right now. I mean, he's like the new Conor McGregor, really. I mean, in my opinion. He's a Conor McGregor, but except that he's not like, like he's not out cheating on his wife or he's allegedly just, cheating on his wife. He's actually a good dude. Getting in, you know? Yeah, Colby's like, seems like, you yeah. Know. I saw this, yeah, this clip that he's talking about with this weirdo <laughs> girl like taking a nap. Was that him though? I don't know if that yeah, was really him. Yeah, for sure that was him. Really? really? I mean, look, I don't know. I didn't see the curvature of his butt. We should have asked CB Gold. He was underneath the bed. With the, uh, was going <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that was. No, he was under the bed. <laughs> yeah, that was a re really strange video. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Colby just kills another interview right now. I mean, so, uh, Should we start the Doing from, the, from the beginning, when or or just fuck it. Just I mean, go. look, we're, bro, we're, okay. we're, we're trying to be professional now. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, <laughs> okay, so our phone call. It was awesome. Hour, yeah, dude, dude, let's, let's talk about. Uh, so last two weeks. Let's, let's, so last two oh weeks. yeah, yeah. We didn't start I, the show. We started the show with Colby. We haven't even started perfect. any of it. All right. So Champ is here, yeah. right in front of here. right in front of Trump. Colby Covington, yeah. how are you, man? I'm doing great. How you doing, boys? Good. We got we got me, Greg Tyler, and Mayhem Miller out of out of jail <laughs> here talking to you, man. How's it going? It's going good, man. Can't complain. Living the American dream. Yeah. So uh, the fight is is finalized. Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, how 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 pumped are you? How, how's training camp going? Dude, training camp's been amazing, man. I've been really working on my cardio in the bedroom with all my ladies, just just having a good time, man. I wish the fight was next weekend. You know, I'm ready to go right now, man. I've been putting 10, 15 rounds in the bedroom, so you're gonna see the best version. Nice. Uh, the sound, the sound, sound is the sound off. Hey, save better? your mustard, bud. Like, don't don't burn out. You got till December, right? December fifteenth, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Colby, we got plenty first... of time, man. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. First day, first day, they were kind of screwing you. Supposed to be at MSG. Then they said you said you read the art of the deal, so you know about negotiating. And I was like, uh oh, hope he didn't fuck himself out of this fight. And you got what you wanted. How did that happen? Because I'm I'm a smart businessman. I, I know what I'm playing chess. All these jobbers in the UFC are playing checkers. So there's a difference between between this. You know, I, I wanted an MSG. I really wanted to go and. Marty Fake Newsman's career in Madison Square Garden, right in front of the Trump family, right in front of the president. But, you know, he didn't want to fight anyone. He's a bitch. So, you know, he, he didn't want to show up. So it's not my fault. I, had to, I have to wait till Vegas in December. Yeah. Uh, now, um, he, his managers got into a, a fight last week at the PFL. You see that he, he attacked another manager? No. Yeah, Ali Abdulaziz attacked. Uh, oh, uh, surprise, uh, surprise. Attacked uh, Maki Kawa. Uh, wh what happened? 
Oh, you're you're lying to the people, man. His name is Ali Abdella Sleaze. Right. The guy's a fucking <laughs> sleaze guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, He's out serious. there. I, <laughs> Well, what's the game plan for Zosman? Like, uh, uh, or fake newsman, right? Yeah, fake, this, fake, uh, fake uh, newsman. What, what, what's the game plan? Like, how, how are you game planning for this fight? Like, on a serious tip. I mean, on a serious tip, man, have you seen that receding hairline that he has? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he had one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not that was the serious tip. Yeah, I'm perfect. No, 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 Colby. The faster than that hairline is that fake number one contender Power Ranger belt. He's gonna get <laughs> fucking exposed in Vegas. His wrestling is, you know, every fight he has to use wrestling to take guys down and, and wear on them. And, and he, he's scared to strike. He's scared to get in the pocket. So, you know, when he finds out that he can't wrestle with me and he's gassed out in the first two rounds, I'm gonna knock his fucking head clean off into the first row. There you go. I mean, Boom, look, I mean, your, your last fight, both of you guys beat Robbie Lawler. You guys have that in common. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, Great job. Uh, your, your last fight, you looked great against Robbie Lawler. Um, now, I do worry. Now, look, we've hung out before. You're one of the nicest guys I, I've met. Just a sweet guy, just kind, very respectful. But then sometimes, like, it's like, it's like you, you got into it with Poirier. Poirier said he was going to fight you on, on, on site or something because <laughs> you picked against I him. Well, what? first off, oh, I gave an honest opinion. I, I thought we were in America. It was freedom of speech. I gave a, I gave an opinion, and it was a truthful opinion, by the way. It wasn't a lie. What's wrong with me giving a truthful opinion anymore? I Nothing. thought we were in America. Right. Absolutely. And, God bless it. And like, and like Randy what? Marsh, and, and like what you said actually happened. I mean, you, what you said yeah. was going to happen happened. Um, but he said he wanted. To, but is it has it created some kind of conflict at ATT? Is it is it hard for you like at American Top Team? Nah, Dan, Dan Lambert, the owner of American Top Team and my manager, he's got everything under control. You know, he's making sure no one's acting stupid. But even if they were going to act stupid, what are they going to do? I'm the best fighter in the world. Like, you know, they can say all these threats in the media and act tough, but they know what happens in real life. That story doesn't end well for them. I will take their health. So, you know, he can say all these things. He was giving, he was saying on like Era Hawani, oh, I'm going to show up October 12th and beat Colby's ass, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I've been in the gym every single day since that day waiting for you, bro. So if you got something to say, come say it to my fucking face. But if you want to talk like a man and, re and not have feelings, then we could talk like men too. You know, I just gave an opinion. And, and if he, you know, you know, what's funny about me giving that opinion is he gave the same opinion a couple weeks before and he picked Robbie Lawler to beat me. Did I get mad? No, I didn't get my feelings hurt. I went out there and proved him wrong and beat Robbie Lawler's ass. So yeah, but he fucking lost. So <laughs> it's a little, exactly. you know, you don't think that he can get in his feelings a little bit, you know? Yeah, but you're not the guy. That, hey, on. Jason, you know, you know what UFC stands for, right? <laughs> What's that? Ultimate Feelings Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm liking this guy more and more. <laughs> no, no, look, Jason was Jason was away for a year. I gave, I kind of caught him up on you, yeah, and yeah. he said he was a, a big fan of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. everybody everybody told me about you, bro. Like, all the cops in the jailhouse was your fan, by the way. They <laughs> love you, bro. <laughs> no, but no, but what, 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 what concerns me, Jason? I've been watching you since Bully Beatdown. Oh so yeah, bro. Beatdown, baby. Now, when I hung out with you and Masvidal, you guys were like so tight. And obviously, he's a great fighter. You're a great fighter. You guys make each other better. Is there any kind of a worry that he's not going to be around in this camp to help you prepare for Usman? Well, let's backtrack a little bit. Being a 50-50 journeyman, journeyman considers you a great fighter these days? 
<laughs> I mean, he, he did. He did knock out Ben Askren in eight <laughs> seconds. Five. Oh, Five. He, he, he did. He, and a guy that's a bunch of idiots over in China bingo halls. Oh, big deal. What's his record in the last four fights? <laughs> this, this guy makes some compelling arguments. Really I mean, does. you can't argue with his logic, really. <laughs> Kobe, when you're done fighting, are you just going to go straight into stand-up or are you going to have like some He's weird killing. transition He's period? Killing. No, I had heard that. Oh, man, should yeah, do it together. Now, 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 I thought maybe Mike this... Now, Kobe, I thought maybe this was partly like, okay, you're exaggerating a little bit for the cameras. But then I recently talked to someone at OSU I said, you went on the recruiting trip for OSU and you didn't get along with anyone at Oklahoma State and they took back your scholarship <laughs> while you were in high school going on a recruiting trip. Well, what happened there? I don't, I don't, I don't play well with others, man. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the, the biggest is. thing is, you know, I've been saying this since the beginning, you know, I'm not here to make friends with anybody. I'm here to make money. And if people money, you know, they're going to be left just like everybody else in a pool of blood. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. so, Fair enough, man. So after you beat Usman in uh, Las Vegas, what are you gonna, are you, not, are you, are you gonna jump at, what? Can we get his name right? Fake Newsman, right, fake sorry, sorry, sorry. Newsman. Okay, so after you beat Fake Newsman, <laughs> are you gonna jump into the crowd and, and take on Ali Abdullah Sleaz like the other guy did, like Khabib did? Nah, man. I. Why would I jump after a guy that was like 0-6 in his fighting career? The guy's a complete jobber and a waste of space. I mean, he's a little terrorist informant rat. And, you know, I have nothing I have nothing to say or do to him. You know, he can send his best fighters at me. They're all just don't expect to have him back in one piece, you know. And Marty Fechtnisman, December 14th. And then, and then that little Russian sheep fucker, uh, Khabib, after that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. calling out names. Love it. So who are your friends? I mean, do you have any friends? Like, <laughs> I think he has a picture of him right behind I mean, besides, besides yeah. Trump, I mean, who at the gym are you? Who's getting you better at, at the gym right now? Uh, I got my boy, Tony Murphy. Uh, you know, I got uh, Olympic level wrestler Pat Downey out here helping me with wrestling. Not that I need any help, but uh, you know, I got some great striking coaches. My head coach, Conan Silvera, man, he's putting the game plan together, everything together, and everything's running smooth. We got a lot of great training partners around us. Now, I mean, Usman, I was at the Woodley fight. He just obliterated Tyron Woodley. And Tyron Woodley is a, an amazing fighter. Uh, have you been Mike watching? Mike Woodley sucks. <laughs> Look, man. What, you, think, again, you, you think Woodley sucks? He has sucks? his opinion, bro. <laughs> Mayhem, you don't think Woodley he's sucks. A, I mean, I Jason, think that it's a bad matchup. Form. Yeah. What? He's the human form of NyQuil. That's why they call him Tyquil. <laughs> if you want to go to sleep, just watch the Tyron Woodley, Woodley fight. Well, now, all right, okay. We'll switch topics. <laughs> so the women that you make these videos with every week, right? Uh, there's always, like, some of them are porn stars. Some of them are just models. Are you, are you sleeping? Like, how does that work? So you, you get, there's a company that sets you up with these girls. You make the, make the videos. What? And then afterwards, are you say goodbye? Or do you take them back to your place? Or what's going on? I don't know where you got that narrative about some company set. Yeah, that, man. we're all doing the same yeah, thing. Well, like, yeah, you always make shit aren't up. Aren't they, like, they porn stars out of Miami or something? Or? I, I know you're a Ben Askren fan. I know you're a Tyler <laughs> Woodley fan. But, you know, you don't got to make this narrative and this angle like some bullshit. Man, dude, I got thousands of DMs daily from some of the hottest chicks in right? Miami. You think I... You think I have to go through an agency to get these girls? No, that made no sense. Whoa. No, because they're all we're all looking no, at each other like, wait a no, minute. No, because they're all signed up. No, they're all on that. Porn, they're they're all, all, a lot of them. A lot of them are on that that porn site that, out of Miami. What's it? The the Brazzers? What's the one out of Miami? Uh, the 
I don't know. You know <laughs> this guy Bang watches Bros. way too much Brothers. porn. Well, Brothers. Yeah. Bang, Bang Brothers. Bang Brothers. Jesus, like a, lot of them, a lot of them have been on Bang Brothers. So. I thought when you got married, you're supposed to get laid. <laughs> no, it's the odd. Stop acting single. like a virgin, Adam. Come I'm on, living bro. vicariously through you, man. <laughs> you're my hero. All right, so, uh, but uh, but after you take the videos of the girl, you make your picks and seem like, do you say goodbye or like, is there a date involved? Are you are you whining and dining? That's oh. it. What happened? He hung up on your Adam, is that my? Oh, there he is. Oh, he's, oh, back. Oh, he's, he's back. He's back. Okay. He's back. He's back. Oh, yeah. oh God. So what happens afterwards, you and these girls? You know I don't kiss and tell, Adam. Come on, Yeah, you bro. do. You talk about banging the chicks all the time. You said after you beat uh, RDA, you, you, you bang the girls with the belt. Nah, bro. He gives them a glass of orange juice and a plan B. There you That's go. That's right. Hey, I don't pay the girls to hang out. I pay the fucking girls to leave and get the fuck out <laughs> of my right. sight. That's right. That's right. Get the fuck out. We're done. Good for you. See ya. Here's some yeah. money for an egg McMuffin and an Uber. Now, are you, you worried? <laughs> by the way, all right. So, so, all right. Let's talk politics. Are you worried about Trump getting him impeached at all, or no? Are you kidding me? He's going to win by a landslide in 2020. They're trying to impeach him yeah. on off all lies. There's not. Yeah. There's nothing even like concrete that they can go with. What was it like being in the White House? Dude, it was incredible, man. Just, just. I mean, being in the. I wasn't just in the Oval, uh, in the White House. I was in the Oval Office. You know. Just, Hell yeah. It, it, it was incredible, man, hanging out with the president of the United States. You know, it's just, it's never been done before in this sport. A fighter to go to the White House and hang out with the sitting president in the Oval Office. And, you know, it's a special day that will never be forgotten. And it's a part of history. Just one of the, one of the records that I've broken in my time in the UFC. Was Dana with you? Yeah, unfortunately that uh, Uncle Fester was with me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's the Don't date. bite the hand oh, that feeds you, bro. Yeah, don't bite the, oh, the, the you know, mayhem. Tell him about the, you know, the guy that knows. Me, I feed myself. I, I never had a handout. No one gave me anything. I earned it the fucking hard way. I got more money and sponsors than I get for my fights, so I don't need shit from Dana. He's a bald headed prick. Man. He, 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 you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that. <laughs> Come on. Well, he's the only one that knows. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. I, I'm a big fan of Dana White. He's done a lot. You guys wouldn't right. have an no, organization. I was going to say, I mean, he, he printed yeah. that belt. I mean, you, know. right. yeah. you guys wouldn't have an organization to fight in if yeah. it wasn't for Dana White. No? I'd be, I'd be making more money somewhere else fighting, bro. I don't need to be in the UFC. You think I give a shit about the UFC? I'm a prize fighter. I fight for money. And I'm the biggest name in the game right now. I can go anywhere and sell fights and promote fights. I could fucking sell a fight with a fucking mop. <laughs> Hell yeah. How many fights do you have left on your contract? I have three fights left on my contract. And are you gonna are you gonna look are you looking to move? Or are you gonna shop your options? Or I mean you're gonna be the champ, so do you wanna stay in the UFC and defend that belt or what's the what's the next move if are you if you're thinking that far ahead even? Yeah, no, I'm definitely thinking far ahead. You know, you know, I'm a money fighter at the end of the day. So whoever's going to give me the most money to fight, that's where I'm going to go. But, you know, I'm going to explore my options in WWE. I have a lot of friends in WWE right now. So I'm going to be exploring my options there. Maybe, maybe I'll be in Hollywood one day. Who knows? I got a lot of options, you know, but you know, the, that's the beauty about what I do and what I bring to the table is that, you know, I'm not just a fighter, you know, I'm, I'm a marketer and a promoter. So, you know, I could go anywhere and make money. Dude, one of my favorite stories about this guy was he was wrestling Ben Askren's. Askren was the coach of the kid he was beating, and they started talking shit to the Askren, the coach, while he's wrestling in college. <laughs> Hell yeah. You don't want none of this. You don't want none of this. That was... <laughs> but like Askren was Come an on, Olympian. It's, it's Ben Askren. But ben ben Askren. Askren. Now, who do you think ben wins? I, you, you fought Damian Maya. Uh, but who do you think wins? Askren or Maya? 
Maya for sure. You know, he's going to either choke out Askren if he tries to take him down or he's going to piece him up on the feet because Askren has those little pillow fists. He's never learned how to throw a punch in his life, you know? What about Nate Diaz or uh, Masvidal? Oh, man, the, the BMF title, the broken, mediocre fighter title. Hmm. <laughs> who's who's going to win? I mean, it's it's cute that they're giving them a participation trophy, you know? That's what's wow. sad about uh, the world these days is, is, you know, they let everybody live in safe spaces. So, you know, that's cute. <laughs> they want to give those guys a participation trophy. I could care less who wins that fight. It's a it's a battle of the journeyman, 50-50 fighter. Who's going to come out with a winning record after that fight? Dude, <laughs> when, when, we hung out with, when we hung out with Masvidal, you were saying how impressed you were that he came from nothing. He was a Kimbo fighter on, on the back in the day, in the backyard. Bro, yeah. he's just red-pilling you right now, bro. Wake <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean Nate Diaz is is a, an all time great. You don't think he's an all time great? Yes. <laughs> Come at on. What? At fighting. What's he an all time great at, Adam? I Nate would say Diaz, he's, I, but he's a legend. He's at least he's, a legend. A, he's like beaten. He beat he beat Conor McGregor. Uh, he's beaten. He beat Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, he, he beat, beat a, a lot of great guys. What? He beat a featherweight. He beat a brokeback cowboy. You know, <laughs> brokeback mountain cowboy. Aren't you and Cowboy friends? You guys both Trump supporters and. Do your own thing. No, oh, you guys are both black. You guys are both black. Aren't you guys, aren't, aren't you guys both buddies? <laughs> now you and Cowboy are buddies. Associate with losers, Adam. Yeah. Oh man. Now, 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 you and Misha Tate got into it. Are you, you, you guys cool now? You and Misha? No. We were never cool. I could give a fuck less about her, man. She got famous off putting a bunch of naked leaked pics out on the internet, and then she, she was, was out there, you know, cheating on her boyfriend Brian Caraway, you know, at Team Alpha Male. So. You know, the, the girl's a, a scumbag, you know? She she wants to be a hypocrite and call me out for the way I got, I, I, I made my career in living, but you know what's funny is she was the same way. That's how she made her career, off controversy, off talking shit about Rhonda and being and being Rhonda's little bitch. She, she beat Holly Holm. That was a pretty monumental moment for her, right? Okay, what what does that mean? What, what's Holly Holm's record? Like 11 and 11? <laughs> Oh, all right, all right, well, and, bro. He just got—he's got an answer, bro. He's got an answer. This he's guy's the answer. answer you, can't, you can't debate. Yeah, yeah. You can't debate. Yeah, about, all right, guy. all right. No, no, I know just, you. All right. He's just piecing you up on your own show, Adam. He's not piecing me up. I'm a Misha Tate fan. I think she's a great fighter. She was famous before those pictures came out. Come on. I mean, she just couldn't beat Ronda Rousey, but she beat a lot of good girls in her career. And then she's a she's a, a, a good spokesperson. She's a nice person. I like her. A spokesperson. She's a fucking shill. She's a shill for the one FC. Fucking Atari or whatever that dumbass's name with one FC just gives her cliff notes to go say and talk shit about the UFC and this and that. You can't believe anything that girl says. I mean, let's be honest. She's out here calling, talking shit about me. Oh, I don't like the way you promote fights. Oh, you talk too no, much No, I didn't like trash. that. And then she was kissing your butt when you came on the show and you can't do that. Yeah, you can't and then both she's ways. kissing my ass. It's like, you're a two-faced bitch. Like, stop being two-faced. Just be real. I, I, you're right. Being being real would be the, the way to go. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm and I'm a lot. I think more that's why people are a fan of Colby because he's re like at the end of the day he's real. But he, he's on his but mind. I hung out. He's a nice. That's he's, why I like you. He, he's a very. When my mom passed away, he's he was the first person to text me. Hopes everything's okay. He, he's a, he is a very real guy, Colby. He, honestly, like I I've been a fan of yours since. And to think he had to stop eating pussy to send that text, dude. I mean, <laughs> I was at one of his fights. He was, he came to my comedy show the night before. He's walking to the cage. He goes, Hey, what's up, Adam? And then goes and. <laughs> Kick somebody's ass. Casual. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Did you see what happened to Adam? That's true. <laughs>
but I, I just do. <laughs> but I mean, is there a danger of not having the best training partners because you've pissed off uh, the Brazilians, the Russians, and half of the ATT? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, no, man. I can show up tomorrow. I'm ready to fight, man. It doesn't matter. You know, I get all my training in the bedroom these days, Adam. I got, I got orgasms. That, you know, I got orgies. I got, you know, all different chicks. I think that's the best way. You know, it's it's non-impact. You know, you're not hurting your voice. You know, you're, yeah. You're getting well, that good it's thrust. It's not impact. You're not doing it right. Good lower, good lower back workout. Good lower back workout. No, 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 no. John Jones when said that Robbie Lawler let the world down when you beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that oh, funny man. coming from Mr. Coke Jones that that Robbie Lawler let the world down when when he was too busy hitting drunk ladies in his Bentley with two hookers in the back and he's claiming to be a father and a good family man and you know he's he's out there failing multiple steroid tests but oh yeah Robbie Lawler let the world down no <laughs> you let the world down you're right when it comes to letting people down I'd say John Jones let people down but yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. 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 what. All these people are two-faced. They're hypocrites. I, dude, at least I call a spade a spade. I'm real, man. I say it how it is, man. I don't sugarcoat shit. And if, if you don't like me for not sugarcoating shit, I'm sorry. That's that that you know, that's that's your problem, not mine. But dude, look at all these guys. They're so fickle and two-faced and hypocritical, man. Do you have time sleeping at night? Nah, I sleep really good, man. After I get done in the bedroom, man, I pass right the fuck out. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I've seen these women. I, I've seen you with these women. I, it's it's um it is Wait, you're, you're sitting in the corner and watching it? Yeah, in the corner. I have, I have a uh, spy cam. On, yeah. I, I have a spy cam. Now, Mayhem. No, it's, also, now, Mayhem it's also a good workout for him. Mayhem, you're a guy who's, who's, who's been control, top of the Kobe. world. Yeah, yeah. You were on top of the world, bully beat down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were probably the most popular fighter in the world at one point, right uh, behind like Chuck Liddell and maybe a couple other guys. Yeah, yeah. Any advice for this young up-and-coming up star? Listen, he's, star? he got it all. He's yeah. got it all figured out. Look, I'm going to let him keep doing his fucking thing. Yeah, come hang out with me later when 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 you uh when you when you win your next fight. I just want to oh I gotta meet you, man. I gotta meet this guy. <laughs> this guy is great. This, uh, you know, no I, no advice necessary. He's he's got it all figured out. And you think he's good for the sport? He because he yeah. he's in a niche. Oh my god, he is found he a place where. A lot of the, a lot of the old Chael Sonnen fans kind of yeah. gravitated to yeah. you. Uh, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans, a lot of people <laughs> that like a lot of wrestlers. A guy who like who, you know you're kind of in that mold. A lot and, of the no just one else, bleed types. But, but no one else is doing that. What you're doing. <laughs> Um, but I just uh, hope that you got. I mean, it's uh, called making America great again. You fucks. Of course, my man, Liberal. my brother. No, <laughs> how many cops did you fight? I okay, know, so I, 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 no. I was gonna say I know that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. How, how much of my taxpayers went to? <laughs> all right, so no, um, now, uh, all right, so go looking. Okay, December. I'll be at the fight. I'm gonna come. I'll be rooting you on. Yeah, we'll uh, be there. Uh, now, my man. anything you want to say uh, to anybody out there, especially to Ali Abdulaziz or Usman or any of them? He's a. No, I don't, I don't. I don't got time for those losers. You know, we don't. We don't talk about losers. We're talking about winners and winning, and and uh, you know that's the Donald Trump way. You know, the MAGA train, the Colby train's coming to town December fourteenth. So I hope to see you. 
you guys out in Las Vegas. We're going to have a fun after party. Tons of hoes are going to be there. I promise you that. I got hoes for everybody. I'm sorry, Adam, you had to get married, but my boy Jason, you know, we'll be ready. Mayhem's ready. Sorry, Mayhem's man. ready. Mayhem's going to be there December 2nd. He's just going to be warming up. He's going to be warming up. Well, Colby, thank you for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. Really thank you for coming it. on the show. Hell yeah, bro. Thank you. Pleasure, boys. Have a good night. Thank Take you. Take care, brother. Take care. <laughs> Colby Covington. Action. All right. So we got the number one. Number one. 175 in the world. Colby Covington. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Adam. How you doing, my brother? Good, 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 good. Now, uh, you were teaching cops how to fight and how to shoot. Like, what's going on here? I definitely wasn't teaching them to shoot. They were teaching me how to shoot because those guys are stone cold killers. But, uh, and I wouldn't say I was teaching them to fight, but, you know, I was giving them some knowledge, getting on the mats with them. You know, we had a little seminar. You know, they gave me this this sweet shirt right here, the gang unit for the Miami. Wow. So, you know, big, big, big shout out to uh, my brothers at Miami Beach Police. So, you know, they, they got my back, you know, and, and you know, we need to give more love to the first responders out there in the world because, you know, there's a lot of turmoil and, and people are giving them a bad name. But let's not forget, if we don't got cops, man, it's going to be the wild, wild west and, and no one's going to be safe. I totally agree, man. I think we should double their salaries and triple it. That way more people want to become cops. We get a better pool to pick from. And uh, I think those guys, you know, obviously there's some, there's a couple, there's some bad cops, but they're, they're just getting totally killed right now. And, it's, I think it's unjustified because there's a lot of really great cops, you know? So I, I would say most of them are great. So yeah. you can't say one bad apple makes the whole bat, the batch bad, you know, it's just, it's just one bad apple. So we need to get more support for those guys that are, you know, protecting our freedoms and protecting and keeping us safe. More importantly, 1000%. Now, how did that happen? Like did they reach out to you and they said, Colby, we know how good you are at grappling and how good you are at, uh, you know, combat, can you help us? Yeah, I mean, they reached out originally and they were like, hey, man, we want to we wanna handle all the nerds and the virgins in the world. So what do you do, chaos? And, you know, they, they wanted the Cardio Kings expertise. And, you know, I came in and gave them a little seminar on the mats and, and, and more importantly, just, you know, showed support for them and boosted their morale because, you know, their spirits are low right now. They can't even go out and and, and put their hands on someone without getting getting a charge or getting kicked off the force. So, you know, I wanted to show my support for them and, and how appreciative I am for what they do and, and, and keeping us safe. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been a great experience. You know, I'm welcome to the Miami Beach Police Department anytime now. And those guys, they, they show me to shoot anytime. And, and they just give me their time anytime I want it now. I, you know, I, I came a couple of days ago on the drop of a dime and they're like, yeah, come Colby. And, got to shoot m5s and assault rifles and all these crazy like uh pistols with like crazy silencers and and nice scopes and you know it's just been a really cool experience just to to you know be able to hang with them wow now you left american top team and you kind of formed your own gym uh is that a couple things how who are you bringing in that costing you a lot more money because now you got to pay people to train with uh, you know, uh, no, it's, it's probably going to save me a good amount of money, to be honest, you know, at American top team, you know, you have, you have your gym fees that you have to pay and you have to, and I pay, always paid my individualized coaches. So, 
you know, now it's just, it's just individualized coaches. I'm not paying a gym fee because I'm my own gym. I'm Colby Covington incorporated now. So, you know, I, I brought some of the best coaches around into my gym and I have some great training partners and, and, you know, I'm getting better every single day, you know, and it's not, it's not ready to be unveiled yet. What, what my training partners and all my coaches are, but at the right time before my next fight, you know, that'll get unveiled and, you know, everybody will know that the CCI Colby Covington Incorporated is for real. And, and we're here to stay, man. We're just getting started. I, Adam, I promise you the best is yet to come. Now, are you worried that guys are going to go, not going to go hundred percent with you because they're not going to want to hurt you because you're employing them? No, I'm not worried at all. I think that uh, we, we train smart at Colby Covington Incorporated, but you know, I, I always believe in giving your all. So, you know, I want them to go hard and, you know, it, and, being the best fighter in the world, you should be able to train with any style and be able to maneuver through, you know, all the, all the crazy uh, training and, and all the reckless people that train, that train like that and, and be able to, you know, just pretty much be able to, to stop it and not, and not get hurt. So I'm not really too worried about that. No, listen, I was telling Joe, I'm like, listen, personally, I think American top team got you to the point where you got the title shot. You were one minute away from being the, the best ever I mean, the best in the world. Um, why wouldn't you stay there? At the same time, you are the one who got yourself there. So obviously, I've never been where you were in fighting, I, I mean, or in anything. So obviously, you know what you're doing. But what would you say to the people that are like, hey, man, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Well, first off, you know, I got to stop you because the American top team did not get me to a world championship level. You know, I was a national champ level wrestler in college and Division One All-American and two-time Pac-10 champion you know the people that got me to that world title were, were the kids in the in the youth club just like you you're a youth club coach yeah the things that you're teaching your kids now are going to be so valuable and lessons that they're going to they're going to take later in life and that's what's going to help them succeed so it wasn't American Top Team American Top Team didn't put in the hard work for me every day they didn't tell me that I had to show up every single day when I had to train they weren't helping me when I had to ride my bicycle to the gym because I was so broke and I couldn't even afford a car or insurance payments. They weren't the ones, you know, going through the struggle. I was the one. It was my mentality. It was my mind. I could have been at any gym. I could have been in, in my garage gym and just brought in coaches for me and got to that level, you know. I put in the hard work. No one can take credit for my success except for me. Now, but what about the whole iron strike sharpens iron, that the guys there are going to be top level and you're top level, and then you're going to get better because of that? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's true. But, you know, it, it was only like that for a couple of years. You know, as soon as I, I started uh, making noise, you know, a lot of people, they didn't want to train with me anymore. You know, they just they cut off the, the training and they, they didn't want to be in between it. And to be honest, it just became more of a hassle than anything because there was so much drama every time I was going in there. Everybody was jealous. They were bitter that, you know, they didn't like the way I went about my business and they didn't like the success I was having. So, you know, to be honest, I couldn't get any training the last couple of years, really. And, and now I'm in a way better situation, no drama. And just, I just feel the energy has completely changed for me, Adam. Now at CCI, you know, everything's focused around me and everything's tailored to my schedule, my game plan. And, and all we care about is winning. And, and that's what we're going to do. Well, Charles Rosa said, you look better than ever. He said he trained with you uh, recently. And that, cause I asked him like a house Kobe look, he said, Dude, Kobe looks better than he's ever looked. So, you know, and, you know, Charles is an ATT guy. So he's not going to say that unless he means it. So obviously you're doing something right. Um, 
Now you said that you think Masvidal is going to rag. I mean, that uh, Usman's going to ragdoll Masvidal. Correct. I, I don't think Adam. I, I know, buddy. That's uh, you know, I trained with Street Judas Masvidal for eight years. I lived with them for a year and a half. The guy's got no heart. He's got no discipline. You know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to stay focused in between training camps. He only trains when it's convenient for him and, and when it's a training camp. You know, he's not the type of guy that's going to go like me who's going to go help the amateurs, who's going to help the pros, who's going to help anybody that's getting ready for fights because I'm the ultimate team player. He's, he's a very selfish individual, and, you know, he's just not a disciplined guy, you know, and you're going to find out this weekend that all he was doing was showing up for a paycheck because he's got to pay alimony, Adam. He's got some big checks to pay to his ex-wife, you know, who he cheated on and, and, you know, he's got kids, child support to pay. So he's just showing up. And, and on the flip side, Marty's just looking for that easy lick because, you know, I, I was offering to fight him. But, of course, he doesn't want to fight the harder fight, the guy who gave him hell for 25 minutes. He's looking for that easy lick with the guy who's got lightning in a bottle, Judas Masvidal. But what about Masvidal saying that he brought in his boxing coach, he lives with his boxing coach, he trains all day long with his boxing coach? Is there any truth to that? You know, you can't believe anything Masvidal says anymore, Adam. Let me tell you why. Just last week, he was saying Darren Till was the hardest guy to ever hit him. How is Darren Till the hardest guy to ever hit you, George, when you were still conscious at the end of that fight? You fought Paul Rodriguez, and you got knocked out unconscious. You fought uh, Rodrigo Dam, you got knocked out unconscious. How did those guys not hit you harder when they left you unconscious and Darren Till didn't? Explain that to me. So you think he's just kind of bullshitting that he doesn't – I mean, he's, he's got to lose 23 pounds in a week. Um, you think that's going to affect him? That's, that's fake news as, as, as well, Adam. He's just trying to, to juicing up, you know, a storyline, you know, make another narrative, make another angle for the fight, make another excuse for the fight. This is another built-in excuse, Adam. Let me tell you that right now. Just, just along the lines of, oh, I took this fight on a week notice. When he loses, he's going to use that. And then he's also going to use this narrative, oh, I had to cut so much weight in a week, this and that. So he's just giving himself excuses so the, the, the fall is less hard when he loses. Now, Mike Brown catching uh, coronavirus and not being able to be with him, how is that going to affect him? It's not going to affect him at all. You know, as, as fighters, you know, professionals, you know, it's us in the cage. It's not the coach. You know, the coach doesn't do anything. You know, they just sit there and they get the best seat in the house. We're trained fighters, man. We have our game plans. We know how to fight now. This, this, does, this has nothing to do with coaches anymore. It's a one-on-one -on -one sport. It's, it's mano y mano. It's combat. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as professional fighters, you know, we know how to fight. And that's what we're going to go in there and do is fight. Now, Tyron Woodley says he had the contract to fight you and he signed it. Did you get a contract? Is there any truth to that? I haven't got no, no contract. And, you know, I, I don't lie to the media. I don't make up fake news. I don't make up bullshit. If they sent me a contract with Tyrone Woodley's name, I'd sign it faster than the ink could dry. That's the easiest fight I could ever look for. <laughs> but, I mean, but does that help you? Because I feel like you're ranked higher than Woodley right now. Um, so is that, a, is that a smart fight for you? Uh, you know, it doesn't help me because, you know, he's, he's, he hasn't won a round in, what, two or three years. You know, he's lost his last two fights. He looks completely cashed out. Of course he wants to fight me. You know, it's the biggest, most relevant fight that he can get. It's the fight that has a ton of hype on it, you know, and it's probably a fight that gets him up more than any fight ever, ever. 
You know, as much shit as I've talked to him, he's probably more excited to fight me than he's ever been to fight anybody. You know, the, the angle we have, you know, with he, you know, he's a liberal, liberal cuck and and I'm a Republican. So the red versus blue angle, you know, that has a big storyline and former training partners at American top team back in the day. And just all the different storylines that that fight sells. It's a great fight. and And I'm sure he's excited for the fight, but, you know, the fight has not been presented to me and it doesn't really do anything for me more than the only thing it does for me is if the people want to see a dead body and a guy retired. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that for the people. <laughs> I am people's champ. But now how does this play out? Because I'm trying to do the math, right? Let's say Masvidal gets ragdolled uh, by Usman, like you said, right? They're not going to give him a rematch because even if it, people aren't, people aren't going to say, well, he bought So then it's going to be Usman versus Gilbert Burns. And then do you wait for the winner? Or do you fight Gilbert Burns in the meantime, and then that winner fights Usman? How do you see this? I've never heard of a Dilbert. You know what is a Dilbert, Adam? Uh, I think it's Gilbert. Come on, Gilbert Burns looked really. He's in his last six fights. He, he beat Tyron Woodley. He knocked out Damian Maya. You got to give the guy his props. N- never heard of a Dilbert. You know, you just talked about two guys that are forty years old and way past their prime. How are those? How are those fucking impressive wins? <laughs> Tell me that, Adam. How are guys that are 40 years old? That's why his name's Dilbert. Nobody knows who the fuck he is, and I'm not fighting fucking journeymen. I've already fought enough journeymen. I'm fighting the biggest names in the sport. You know, I got nothing to do with any guy that nobody's ever heard of. Now, according to uh, Wean Dog, we were talking about it. He says you're one of the top three draws in the UFC. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was thinking about it. Like, I think you are. I mean, McGregor is retired, right? So you got to go McGregor's the top. I think you're second. Are you second behind McGregor? Dude, to be honest, I think I'm first. If you look at the numbers, the numbers never lie. We know that. If you go look on Dana White's page, his, his uh, when he puts all the videos of the fighters going in for their fights, my last fight, I had 7 million viewers looking at Dana White's Twitter page for when I walked in the building. Connor only had like 500,000. Usman, 100,000. Nobody gives a fuck about him. George's last fight, 200,000. Nate Diaz, 500,000. No one's crossing the million plank, and I'm at six-something million. And, and that's just facts. You can go look at Dana White's Twitter for my December. Uh, I'm a draw. People want to see me fight. Whether you love me or hate me, maybe I don't have, you know, millions of followers because I didn't buy followers like all these fake fucks like George, like Usman. I didn't have to buy a following. You know, I got a real following. And, you know, I got a lot of haters and I got a lot of lovers. But at the end of the day, they all want to see me either win or lose, and they're all tuning in. They're not in the middle. So they're not going to turn the channel to Real Housewives OC like when Dilbert would be fighting. I mean, you make a lot of good points. Um, and I was telling I was telling Joe, I mean, there's a huge conservative fan base out there. I mean, look at Tucker Carlson right now has the number one watch show on cable network history. Uh, cable, news, cable news. Number one in cable news history. So there's a lot of people out there, conservatives. Um, all right, let's change the topic a little bit. Conservative women. Uh, versus liberal women, right? Because a lot of the girls uh, you date, do you ever go with a liberal girl and she asks you about your politics and it's over? I mean, I, if I go out with a liberal girl and she asks me about politics, we're not going to talk ever again. I have nothing to say. <laughs> so, you know, and, and if I go out with a conservative woman, you know, then we can talk, you know, but liberal, liberal soy women are just, they're just so close-minded and, you know, they don't believe in facts. You know, my friend Candace Owens, you know, she, she's, she doesn't care about your feelings. She cares about facts. And if facts hurt your feelings, that's your problem. That's not my problem. 
Now, so conservative girls. Now, how many hit you up in your DM? There's a lot of conservative girls. I see they're blonde. They got their boob, big boobs. They're at the beach. I could just see them. They're wearing the red, white, and blue, you know, bikinis. Are they constantly DMing you? <laughs> there's, there's a couple. I can't lie, Adam. You know, the good thing is that, you know, my great friend Candace Owens, she's trying to hook me up with some, some conservative women that, that work on, you know, the, for the greatest president in the world, Donald Trump. So, you know, you just might see me dabble into the political world and, and become, become a senator someday and have some power couple with, you know, another girl that's deep into the, the political world. Hell what yeah, I'm talking dude. about is, uh, is wrestling, right? Uh, becoming a pro wrestler. And I think you'd be a great pro wrestler. But the thing is, those guys work 365 days out of the year. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's harder than MMA, but it might be harder on the body than MMA, actually because of all the falls and this and that and every night. Is that something you really want to do? I'll take some, I'll take it harder on the, the body than on the brain. You know, the UFC is so bad in your brain. And 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 WWE is – I'm so passionate about Adam. It's, it, I would love to do it. I'll, I'll do it for 24-7, 365 days a year because I'm just so passionate about it. I love the sport. You know, it's such a real sport. And, and it's just – it's so exciting to me because it's something new and, and it's something fresh. And – it's something that I grew up watching and loving and admiring. And, and, you know, and I, and now my friend Kurt Angle, you know, is, is, is trying to help me get over into that world. And, and, you know, I just think the, the crossover is just, it just fits perfectly for my style. Has, uh, has uh, Vince contacted you, Vince McMahon? Nah, Vince, Vince hasn't contacted me yet, but I know he knows who, he, who I am. You know, my, my good friend Bobby Lashley is over in WWE right now. And he's presented some ideas to, to Vincent, man, like, hey, man, let's do this storyline. Let's do this angle, you know, MMA versus wrestlers, or, or you know, me and my American, my American fighter, Colby Covington versus, you know, wrestlers. Right. This, so we're just trying to find the right strategy and the right way to go about it. But there's only a matter of time, Adam. I will, I will be the WWE champion before it's all said and done. Dude, I believe you, man. I mean, there's really, I mean, I, I completely believe you. Uh, now, Dana White, I noticed that you tagged Dana. Like, Dana, the American hero is ready. I'm going to save this card. So, are you and Dana are back on good terms? Because at one point, you were going to smack him with the belt and, and, you know, take off his pants and embarrass him and all this other shit. So, you guys are cool again? Yeah, Uncle Dana, man. I don't got no problems with Uncle Dana, man. It's, that's my business partner. That's my man, man. That's, you know, so I, I got no ill will towards him. You know, I want to do good business with him, and he knows that, you know, and and before when I was saying those things, everybody knows, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, I just felt disrespected and, and I feel like, you know, I didn't get treated right and I was treated unfairly and, uh, you know, but I'm over that, you know, that's the past. We, we've moved over that. We, this is the future and the moment now. And, and all I want to do is fight, man. I want to fight and show that I'm the best fighter in the entire world. And, and Dana is my, is my way to get there. So, you know, I, I don't want any bad blood with them or, any bad problems now when you left att i know that it was a big part of a big part of you and you know you have a lot of friends and family over there did you go in there and say goodbye to matt brown did you say goodbye to dustin poirier did you give him hugs was it, a, was it like a, a formal goodbye like i'll see you guys i love you guys or was it like colby's out fuck that guy i gave him all the deuces and, and i and i blew him a kiss and said, i'll see you motherfuckers soon especially doofus Dustin Poirier, all that shit he talked to the media. Oh, when I see Kobe, it's on site, motherfucker. It's on site. It's on site, bitch. Let's do it then. Let's do it in front of the whole entire world. 
nah, you don't want to do that because I'll embarrass you in front of the whole world. You won't even be recognizable to your wife and kid ever again if you ever fought me, doofus, Dustin. But you're, you're also bigger than him. You're 170. He's 55. I mean, he's bigger than me, Adam. We stepped on. We used to step on the scale all the time. He weighed 185, 186, 187. I weigh 184, 185. He's a bigger guy than me. I just don't cut weight. I, sh to be honest, I should be. A, I should be a lightweight. I should be 55. Khabib's bigger than me. But I don't. Ag I don't agree with cutting 30 pounds and cutting these massive weight cuts because I'm a real fighter. I, I don't need to cut weight to prove I'm the best in the world. I know I'm the best in the world. I don't need an extra advantage, and that that's what these guys are looking for, Adam. They're looking for an extra edge. They're looking for an extra advantage. Oh, I'm the bigger guy in the fight. It's gonna make me. It's gonna make me better. It's gonna help me more. No, I don't give a shit about any of that. Let's just get in the octagon. We'll weigh what we weigh, and let's see who's the best. And that's how real fighters think. I mean, you must have been impressed though with Poirier's win over Dan Hooker. He looked great, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, Adam, I know you know wrestling. He made yeah. Dan Hooker like look like Dan Gable. I mean, come Dan on, Hooker, bro. Dan Hooker's a good fighter. Dan Hooker knocked out Gilbert Burns. I mean, he's a he's a great. Hookers aren't usually lasting longer than two or three minutes, and you know this better than anybody because you're in Vegas a lot. So you know the hookers don't last. Hookers aren't meant to go 25 minutes. So the fact that Hooker made it that long and he won the first two rounds, I mean, Hooker, the Hooker should have won the fight, you know. I mean, Doofus Dustin, he's nothing, bro. He, he's a jobber. He's a journeyman. He's, he's a fucking mediocre fighter, nothing more. So when you guys spar together, you usually won is what you're trying to say? <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't even say one is like is the way to explain it, bro. I took his soul, knocked him out, tapped him out fucking back in high school fucking he dropped out i mean he wants nothing to do with that <laughs> or what about when you used to spar masvidal that must have been close those were close right those were <laughs> that's hilarious man you're, you're talking about a guy who's got 14 losses on his resume 14 losses adam he's a 50 50 journeyman level fighter there's a reason they call him street judas masvidal not only did he turn his back on his best friend me he turned his back on the entire fighting organization. All the guys he said he was going to stand up for and he was going to be a martyr for the union and all the fighters and fighter pay and this and that. And then at the first chance he gets, he jumps on this opportunity on a week's notice and, and pretty, completely turns his back on everybody. That, that's why he's the Judas. So yeah, but he said they gave, him they gave him pay-per-view points. They, they gave him what he wanted. They gave him more money. I mean, isn't that what he wanted? Yeah, that's what he wanted. He didn't get exactly what he wanted, but he, yeah, he got a, He got a decent chunk. He'll probably make a million. You know, good for him. That million is gonna go down the drain in, in a couple months, and he's gonna be screaming for daddy. He's gonna want daddy to retire him. You know, and I'm still mad I didn't get no Father's Day wish from him. I I am his father. He's George Masvidal is my son. But what he said when you guys so when you guys sparred, you won eighty percent of the time, seventy percent, fifty percent. I mean, a hundred. One hundred. <laughs> Are you fucking higher drunk right now, Adam? No, I mean, he's a great fighter. Okay. <laughs> a guy who got smoked by Damian Maia, smoked by Stephen Thompson, smoked by Lorenz Larkin, smoked by Alaquinta, Paul Rodriguez, uh, uh, something dams, Rodrigo Dam, Gilbert Melendez. Knocked out Ben uh, Askren in five seconds. Uh, oh, dad bought Ben Askren, the guy who never even won a fight in the UFC. The guy's a fucking complete jobber, you know? Beat Nate fucking, Diaz. You know, Nate, beat Nate Diaz. You mean Ben Askren, right? And yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the soy boy Nate Diaz, the guy who's also a 50-50 journeyman fighter who, who should have been retired five, ten years ago, who has no brain cells left in his fucking head. 
Oh, yeah, that's a great win. Darren Not Till. Knocked out Darren Till. Oh, Daryl the Doughboy Till. Oh, yeah, great win. Uh, all hype. He was built up in uh, the the UK. The only reason he, people know who he is is because he's got a big following. He hasn't done anything impressive. Daryl the Doughboy, you know, is a jobber, too. He Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, Cowboys, beating Cowboy Cerrone right now is like going to your grandma's house and beating her up. It's, it's not impressive. <laughs> My grandma's pretty tough. Um, but I, 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 I hear you. So you're not, you're not impressed with Masvidal. Now, now, Ben Askren tweeted out that Marty sucks. But, like, why does Askren think that Usman sucks? Yeah, that's just, you know, that's just Ben Askren being a hypocritical little bitch like he is, you know. He has no room to talk, bro. You didn't even win a UFC fight, man. You came to the UFC and you went 0-3. You got knocked out by Robbie Lawler. You got knocked out. Yeah, it was, everybody knows that was one of the worst stoppages of all time. Next next to my stoppage with Mark Not-So-Goddard, who fucking robbed all the fans of a fair fight. But that's another story in itself. Ben Askren is complete trash. He got tapped out by Damian Maia. The guy's 43 years old, man. So, so he has you, no room so, to talk, bro. So when you fight Usman again, because I think that's probably going to be the New Year's Eve fight, I think that uh, they're going to try to – they know that, that that's going to be a huge fight right after the election. Um, oh, my God. When Trump be, wins. That's right, baby. And when – Which he probably – <laughs> Fuck the snowflakes. That's right, dude. Win. He probably will win. And it's you versus Usman. And New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. It's probably be the biggest fight in the last – in the next ten years. Uh, last year. What are you going to do differently? Anything? Well, well, first, the first thing I'm going to do differently, Adam, is I'm not going to trust, trust the UFC PI to do my meals again because then I know I'm not going to get poisoned two days before the biggest fight of my life and be puking my guts up 20 times. So that's the first, first adjustment that I'm going to make. The second one is I'm going to wrestle more because I know Usman's scared to wrestle with me. He knows if he gets in scrambles and we have to wrestle and it gets, we have to dig deep, He's going to be too tired. He's going to fatigue, and his strikes aren't going to be as powerful, and, I'm, and he's going to quit. He's a quitter at the end of the day. You just have to take him to those deep waters. And last fight, I didn't take him to the deep waters because I was sick, man. I got food poisoned two days before the fucking fight. And, and third, the, the third adjustment is we're not going to have Mark Not So Goddard saving his fucking life. That second round, when I kicked him in the liver, he would have been finished. I rocked him a minute before that, and then I kicked him in the liver, and his liver was shutting down. He was quitting. He would have I would have put so many strikes against the cage. He would have just gave up. It would have been a TKO there. But no, Mark Goddard saved his life, threw him a life raft, and he did it again with the fake eye poke when he when he was faking it on the other eye. And, and you know, so I'm going to have a competent ref that, that calls the fight fairly and it's down the middle. And, you know, besides that, I've made a lot of adjustments in my striking game, you know, keeping my hands up, a lot more fakes, you know, just, just a lot more depth to my striking game that people are going to see soon. And... and all thanks to Colby Covington Incorporated. Now, Rashad Evans opening up his own gym in Florida. Are you going to bring him in? Shit, I might have to, man. I, I heard he had a fallout with Usman. Usman treated him like shit. And it's sad because Rashad always had Usman's back. He put, you know, fake newsman on his couch when fake newsman had nowhere to stay and no money. And, you know, he brought him up and gave him a gym and gave him an opportunity and helped him out and worked with him. And then for, for Usman to turn his back and think he's bigger than Rashad and think he's, you know, God's gift to earth, because that's what everybody says, you know, the, the fake newsman thinks he's just better than people now. It's just sad. So, you know, maybe I will hire Rashad. I've always had respect for him, and, and I respect his accomplishments. And, 
also, 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 Dean Thomas started his own gym. I know that Dean trains Woodley, but I don't think he'd be opposed to training you if, if, as long as Woodley's not fighting anymore. Um, that might be a good one, too. Dean Thomas. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> he was a trainer at your gym. Come on. Dean Thomas, you what an amazing fighter. Uh, you have possibly, fighter. possibly a Hall of Famer. Yes, Dean Thomas. Yeah. How many UFC fights did he win? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have that in front of me, but uh, I'm sure he – I'm sure he – Joe, oh, oh, I think I remember that guy. His name was Didn't Do Nothing Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not Din Thomas. It's Didn't Do Nothing Thomas. What, what? Why do you and Dean have? I mean, because he was an eighteen. Hey, hey, I I got more money on my wrist right now than he made his whole entire career. So who gives a fuck about that? Nobody. Who cares about money? The guy's a great guy, and you're a great guy. You fuck money, dude. You guys are both great athletes, and I just think that you might. Who knows? He's he started his own fight gym. He uh, won a couple guys. Uh, he has Greg Hardy working there. Um, oh. Greg's and, uh, my, I got hey, Greg's my boy, man. I, I love that guy, man. One of the one of the great heavyweights in the UFC today with with raw knockout power. So yeah, you know, that's my boy. But you know, I got my, I got a great thing going out of my promise when I when I let everybody know what's going on at CCI Colby Covington Incorporated. The coaches I got on my staff now and the training partners I brought in, man. People are going to be surprised, man, and, and I promise you will see a new version of me, 2.0. Are you going to bring in Mike Perry's coach, uh, his girlfriend? Uh, she's, she's, she's undefeated with Mike Perry right now. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing her in is for the bedroom cardio, you know. Get, oh. Get <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sad, you know. Mike Perry can get, can get body bagged any day, man. He, he, he wants to get body bagged. Just say my name, buddy. I, but would, would that be a good fight for you? I don't. I don't think that you're gonna raise. I mean, Mike Perry's a great fighter, but it seems like you're number one. He's number twelve. I don't think he's ranked. I don't know if he's even ranked. But I mean, he 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 had a big win uh, over Mickey Gall. Were you surprised by that? Who? who? Do you watch fights? It seems like whenever I ask you, one of these guys, and then when you make your picks, uh, for your, for your you happen to know all these guys when you make your your like betting picks. So how does that work? I honestly don't know any of them. And when I make my betting picks, I, you know, I usually just go down the thing and I'm like, okay, that, that seems like someone who might win, you know? So right. let's, let's get him. Well, now that you and Joanna aren't teammates anymore, are you guys going to go out? Because there was some sexual tension between you two. Uh, oh, you know. Hey, Joanna's right here on my wrist, brother. Mwah. Joanna, thank you, Miss Joanna. I'm yeah. so happy you won me this nice watch for – for when you got your ass beat and got your face rearranged by Wiley Zhang. I called that for the people. That, you know, that was America's pick of the week, Wiley Zhang to rearrange Joanna's face. I'm a man of my word. Promises made, promises kept. Okay, Hell so yeah. this week, you like Holloway or uh, Volkanovski? I don't even I don't even know. Who were they? Were they on my undercard last time? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any of these guys. I don't know. I just don't pay attention to fighting. I can give a fuck less unless I'm fighting. I, I don't really care. There's only one person on my on my mind right now, and that's Marty Fake Newsman, and getting in a fair fight with him. And that's all I care about. I don't care about any of the other jobbers or all the other fighters. I'm not into the oh, I'm here to make friends. Oh, let's be friends with all the UFC fighters. No, I don't, I'm not here to make friends, Adam. I'm here to make money. Well, you're making money, man. I mean, it seems like you're, you're doing really well for yourself. You got a house in Florida. 
you got a nice car, you got a, you got everything going for you. Are you are you set for life? Can you, can you like retire for life at this point? Yeah, for a hundred percent, without a doubt, dude. I'm making more in sponsors than most of these fighters are making in fights per year. So you know, if I wanted to retire and walk away now, I could. But dude, I have unfinished business, and I have such a deep burning desire in my soul just to just to come back and, and show people who I really am and the character that has defined me my whole life. So, you know, I'm just getting started, man. I have, I barely just got warmed up and people don't even know what's coming next. Well, listen, I, I believe it. I mean, I, I believe that when you got, had your first fight in the UFC in China like two in the morning, I was like, this kid's got something. And I, I followed you all the way since when you came to my show in Florida and came to the show in Vegas, we've been friends forever. I, I believe everything you say. Um, do, you ever, do you ever take a step back and think, man, I'm just a, Look how far I've come. I'm the kid from Oregon, and now I got. I'm set for life. I can probably retire my parents all because of my fighting skills. You know, Adam, it, it's funny you you took a trip down memory lane with me just now, and and you know you were like my first interview ever, and and I, and I thank you to this day for that, and that's why I always make time for you. Thank I don't got time for any of these other media nerds, you know, these virgins that. You know, they're, they're, they're neck, you know, neck bearded virgins with that, that breathe out of their mouth, you know, we don't have time for those guys, you know, because they don't have, you know, you have a martial art, you wrestle, you understand the game. These guys, they lived in their mom's basements, they're eating Cheetos and they're trying to have opinions about what fighters should do and, and this and oh this loss and oh he should fight this guy and they try and play internet matchmaker. It's just, there's no real journalism anymore, Adam. These guys didn't even get journalism degrees and they want to act like they're journalists. So that's why I appreciate you and I always have time for you. And on that same token, you know, yeah, you know, I do sometimes look at those days where I'm just like, man, I came from nothing. I came from the trailer parks, you know. I, I grew up in a very poor family and, uh, you know, my family was very blue collar. and They had to earn everything they got, you know. They had to earn just for, for the opportunity to eat Top Ramen every day, you know, and we, we didn't have nice stuff back in the day. So now that I can have nice stuff and I can help them out, buy them cars and, and do good things for me, from my fighting, something that I love and I'm passionate about and, you know, I want to do till the day I die, is, it's incredible, man. And it has been a great journey. But, you know, I, I don't want to look at the journey till it's over. And it ain't even close to over yet, Adam. So, you know, I'm not going to look at that till you know, five, six years down the road after we've won a couple more titles and, and it cashed out. Now, after you win at 170, are you going to go to 85? You know, I, I would love to go to 85 because I think it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big fight with uh, the style bender, whatever his name is up there. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, he has the type of cardio that I have and, and I know he can't wrestle. So I think a guy that puts wrestling on him and implements their will will beat him. So, you know, you see in the last fight with, with Romero that, you know, he, he, he looked human. He, did, he doesn't look that good, you know, and that's a, that's a over the hill UL Romero. So there's a lot of options out there, Adam. I might go 85, I might go to 55. You know, the options are, are plenty. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big 70 year as it is. So we'll see, man. I just want the biggest fights and, and I want to fight for the people. Whatever the fights the people want, I'll fight for the people as the people's champion. I love Hell it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Colby. Have a great weekend. You're the best, dude. You're the absolute best. Take care, man. Okay. Adam, much love, brother. Have much a great night. You. Take care. Peace. Peace out, bro. Finish this joke, uh, the story, in a second because right now we have one of the best fighters in the world is joining us. Uh, arguably, I mean, like, he's got to be the number one contender. There's no way he's, he's my favorite guest you've had on the show since I've been co-hosting with you. Uh, I swear to God. This guy right here is a monster. 
he's sideways. I can't really see him because you got to turn the camera the other way, Colby. Oh, oh turn it upside down? All right. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've ever done an interview with you. You didn't have an uh, American flag in the back and a MAGA hat, like a Trump picture. This is <laughs> what like, are you talking about? American flag oh, right there. Point. American like, flag right there. white and blue, baby. Good point. <laughs> I meant like a, right there. Yes, you're right. There is an American. I'm an idiot. I'm a complete But idiot. not a MAGA hat. Yeah, yes. So, Colby Covington, how are you? Looking, you're looking freaking strong as hell. How are you, man? I've never been better, Adam. I've been training hard. I'm ready to go get my world title. It doesn't matter if Marty's going to be showing up. Dana already said I'm fighting for the world title next, so I'm training accordingly, and we'll see who's going to get this, this work for the world title. Now, I mean, that's 100% because I was at that first fight. It was so close. It was 2-2 two to two going into the fifth. One judge had you winning. You could argue that you were winning easily. Uh, and then you slipped up a uh, banana peel. We all know what happened. The judge stopped it, stopped it early. Uh, but you were, it was like such a great fight and, uh, you had food poisoning, uh, according to you, that the, you got food the night before you were up till, you know, five in the morning. So why wouldn't you get this next shot? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I'm, I'm the number one ranked fighter in the world. You know, that's what the rankings say. You know, my resume speaks for itself. I've beaten four UFC champions. I've had pretty much a near flawless record. And, you know, Dana White said himself, me and Marty Juiceman's first fight was one of the greatest fights of all time that he's ever seen. And, you know, there's going to be a rematch. You know, there was a lot of controversy in that first fight. If I would have ended up winning that night, I, I wouldn't have been okay with it. I would have wanted to run it back because I want to leave no doubt in the fans' eyes that I'm the best in the world. And you know what? Marty Juiceman has left a lot of doubts in the fans' eyes. They don't know if he's the best because, you know, I was beating him. He faked a nut shot. I kicked him right in the liver at him. That would have been the fight over. He changed the whole momentum of the fight. And then, obviously, the early stoppage, I slipped on a banana peel in the fifth round. You know, I was still in the fight. I was still coherent, still defending myself. So, we got to run this back, man. He, he, I'm sick of this talk that Marty's the number one pound-for-pound fighter. He's the greatest welterweight of all time. Come prove it. What have you done? Look at his last three wins, Adam. They're all against lightweights. Jorge Street Judas Mosfidal, lightweight. Gilbert Burns, lightweight. The guy before him, lightweight. You know, he's like – what it, now he's calling out another lightweight, Michael Chiesa, another lightweight? Like, the guy's a joke, man. Now, you call him Marty. His name is Marty Usman. Uh, well, not Marty Usman. It's, it's, it's Kamaru Usman. Yeah, why do you call him Marty? Where'd Marty You're, come from? Are you, because they say his name was Marty back in Omaha, and then he changed it to Kamaru when he got back. And I, That's not my – that's what other people are saying. He want to embrace his roots. Hey. That's what he wanted to be called. He, when he went to University of Nebraska Kearney, because he wasn't good enough to cut it in Division One, so he had to go Division Two. he wanted to be known as Marty because he, did, he wanted his African roots away. He wanted to be Americanized. He wanted to be an American fighter, an American wrestler. So that's just what he wanted. You know, it's not anything else. All right, well, so Ben Askren started calling him Marty, and it, it obviously bothered him. So, of course, Colby picked it right up uh, right there because that's, that's Colby. But you keep calling him Marty Juiceman. Uh, why, why is he juice? Because he likes to smoothies? Oh. Or, or, what, Come why, on. Why are we calling That's, him Juiceman? Yeah, what do you mean by that? That's Marty Juiceman. He's the CEO of EPO. Adam, <laughs> let's be honest. How many guys do you see in their mid-30s that have craters? Literally, the craters on his face and back look bigger than they are on the moon. That's, that's saying something. <laughs> Bigger than the moon. He's got craters on his face, all over his back, all that back knee, all that acne all over his face. Come on, you're almost a 40-year-old man. You got acne still, bro? He needs to find a new scientist. But he's always had that. It wasn't like that just developed. Uh, so. I've never seen I've never seen that. The last couple of years, that's came out more and more on his face, all over his back. He's never had that that bad, man. That's, that's bad. Never, 
Let's talk about his hairline, man. What happened to that hairline? Last time I kicked him in the face, he decided to let go of that hairline and just completely <laughs> shake his head off that ugly ass mug. <laughs> I, look, I understand. I understand. Like, I look. I honestly think that the fight that everybody wants to see, it was so close. You're, you guys match up so well together. You both have amazing cardio. Both have great striking. Both have insane wrestling. Um, now, you said in the past, this time, you would rather wrestle him more and get him tired, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, I didn't – last time, I, I wanted to put on a show for the fans, and, you know, I wanted to make it a striking battle. And, you know, I didn't use MMA. This is mixed martial arts. You know, I, I know if I fight him again, I can mix in the martial arts better than he can. I'm a more well-rounded fighter. And, you know, I'm going to make him – his lungs fall into the bottom of his chest. He's going to quit. You know, he was ready to quit last time. But let's not forget that he took two five-minute breaks, the fake nut shot and the fake eye poke. Barely touched him on his left eye. He's crying to the camera. The worst acting job I've ever seen. Worse than Aljamain Sterling. <laughs> he won the title. Oh, my right eye, doctor. Look at, oh, sit on the cage. Oh, my right eye. Bro, there's camera. There's replay. They're going to see that you're a shitty actor and you get poked in the right eye. So, too much controversy, Adam. Mark Not-So-Goddard gave him life rafts in the fight. He stopped the fight early. I was still coherent. I stood right up and protested right away. And as you know, the judges' scorecards were very tight. One of them had me up 3-1. One of them was 2-2. One had him up 3-1, which is uh, atrocious to even think that he was up 3-1. How many times I wobbled him in that fight. So, it's okay. Now we're here for round two, and we're going to give the fans what they want. A great show and an entertaining fight. And, you know, it's the two best welterweights in the world battling it out. Kobe, what's what's the holdup with the fight? Why hasn't it been set yet? Yeah, Marty Juiceman, man, he, he's the holdup. He won't sign the contract. He's trying to look for easy way outs. He wants to fight some lightweight Michael Chiesa, who's a nobody. He, I mean, the guy was getting beat up by Anthony Pettis. I mean, getting beat up by Jorge Street, Judas Masvidal, getting beat up by Kevin Lee. Come on, these guys are jobbers at lightweight. And you want to come up to welterweight and think you deserve a title shot? So, you know, the holdup is Marty's looking for easy fights. He doesn't want to fight the best fighter in the world. And, you know, he wants to look for the easy ride. Yes, is a stud. I do think you deserve a stud. He's a stud. Come on. Come on. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's a good guy on the fringe of the top 15. But when you're talking about the best <laughs> welterweights and the best fighters in the world, he doesn't, he's not in the discussion, bro. He's not in the discussion. It has to be you versus Marty. I'm surprised you guys didn't host the fighter. I thought that would have been the perfect season. Oh, God, perfect. He turned it down. They, they offered him a spot on Ultimate Fighter. He said, no, nah, I don't want to go on six weeks of TV with Colby. I don't want to fight Colby. He's looking for any excuse not to fight me. He's trying to fight Jake Paul. I mean, let's talk about it. He, <laughs> you know, Masvidal, he beat him on six days' notice. Oh, it wasn't enough time. Let's give him six weeks. Oh, six weeks isn't enough. Now he's probably looking for a Jorge Masvidal trilogy, and he wants to give <laughs> six months. <laughs> now, now, you had to have been impressed, though, with the way he dismantled Masvidal that last fight. I mean – Nobody's ever knocked Masvidal out. He was able to do it. What are you talking about? Karina Dam's little brother, Rodrigo Dam, left Jorge Street Judas Masvidal unconscious. Oh, really? He left him. Everybody's knocked out, George. That guy's been dropped by everybody. He's been dropped by Michael Chiesa. He's been dropped by Rafael Sunsau. He's been dropped by Baboon. He's been dropped by featherweights, lightweights, you know, every weight class. He's a, he's a bum. Why are we talking about a guy that has almost 20 losses on his record, Adam? Uh, were, you were you surprised that he put his hands down? Because I, I think he was doing pretty well until he let him hit him. And I'm like, no, not the guy. You, wanna let, you don't want to let anybody punch you in the face. I don't care if a guy has no power. What was he thinking? See, that's the thing, Adam, is it was such a mismatch. And, you know, Street Judas Masvidal is so one-dimensional. And not only is he fragile, that guy's the most fragile guy on the entire UFC roster. But, you know, he was so concerned with takedowns. He didn't want to get taken down again because he was going to gas out. So he, he wanted to keep the hands down, keep them low, and, and try and defend takedowns. But, 
You know, Marty faked the takedown. Boom, comes up with a, with a hook right right over the top and leaves him unconscious, dude. But the guy's got no chin. You know, he's shot. He's past his time, Adam. He's almost 40 years old. You know, the guy's, the guy's washed up. He should never have been in, in a world title fight in the first place. It's a complete joke. And I got to say, you know, I was worried, Colby, because when you left ATT, you know, it's an amazing camp. I'm like, uh, I even called you that day. I'm like, yo, I heard you left ATT. You're like, are we on the podcast? Like, no, no, I'm Max. I'm just, we're friends. Uh, this, this is the right move. Now, a lot of times when people go to a new camp, it takes them a fight or two to kind of settle in. You look better than you've ever looked against Tyron Woodley. And Tyron Woodley is a great fighter, a great fighter. And you beat him up like I've never seen anyone beat up Tyron Woodley. Yeah, you know, just my training, you know, at Colby Covington Incorporated MMA Masters is, is completely different than it was at ATT. You know, at that big gym, ATT, you get lost in the shuffle. The coaches don't really care about you. They're just looking to get paychecks off you. They're not looking to see the evolution of these fighters and grow these fighters to the best in the world. Now I'm over at MMA Masters. I got my coach, Cesar Carnero, my striking coach. And we just personalize our training, and he's really here for me. He's not here for the paychecks. He's here to see me evolve as a mixed martial artist fighter. He's here to get me better, and we're getting better every single day. And then my jiu-jitsu and judo coach, Daniel Valverde, man, we put so much time into my takedowns, into my submissions. And now you're just seeing a well-rounded fighter, and you're seeing Colby Chaos coming to 2.0. And I really want to come back and show how much I've improved since I fought Woodley. You know, that was eight, nine months ago. I'm a completely different fighter today than I was eight, nine months ago with these guys. Now, I have to say this. I'm going to bet, Adam, $500 you're going to beat Usman, without a doubt. I have my money on you. Why am I betting on you? What? I just just have a feeling about you, Adam. Here's the thing, Colby. I want to ask you a a, a legacy question. People always tell uh, NBA players, if you could play anyone in the past, like Michael Jordan, do you think you could beat him? Is there someone from the past in UFC that you would love to fight? Or you look at like, man, if only I had a shot with this guy that you think you could beat. Like, do you think you could beat George St. Pierre? Oh, I don't think I could beat George St. Pierre. I know I'd beat St. Pierre. He was, you know, he was able to take a lot of guys down and hold them down and ground and pound. He's not taking me down. My, my cardio is completely different. You know, I've never been taken down in the UFC octagon. So he's not going to be the first. So, you know, George St. Pierre, his, his striking was very, you know, very basic, you know, very kindergarten. He didn't have a lot of tricks. He just had that really good jab, but... That's pretty easy to counter if, you, if you're moving your head and, and, and you're using footwork. So, you know, I think George St. Pierre would have been a, a very extremely easy fight for me. And he was ahead of his time. He was just, you know, there was a lot of guys at that time that were one-dimensional. They were either strikers or they, or they were wrestlers, but they weren't good at blending both. I got to say, when you, when you beat back to Woodley, when you beat Woodley and, you know, you, you beat him all five rounds, it was, it was, it was tough to watch. At the end – He didn't go five rounds, Adam. He finished. He quit. He quit. Okay, in the, in right, before the fifth round. He hey, popped a rib or something. Something happened. At the yeah, end, I, I broke it when I kicked it. At, <laughs> at the end, he wanted to shake your hand. Uh, even in between rounds, he wanted – and you were like, I want none of that. I mean, you, you beat the guy. You guys are both great athletes, both really great people. I know both of you personally. Couldn't you have just shook his hand and been like, all right, man, good fight? Adam, ask him, ask him what happened backstage. You know, ask him what happened backstage. Tell us. But, what happened backstage? No, you, you know, we, we had our little, we had a moment, you know, we talked, we, we figured it out. But when I'm in the octagon, man, I'm not there to make friends, Adam. I'm there to make money. And right. it, it's not personal. It's just that guy's coming to kill me. I'm coming to kill them. So, you know, it's just business at the end of the day. I don't, I'm not trying to be friends with you. I'm not trying to shake your hand. Not, I don't want any of this nice shit. That's not what the fans pay their hard-earned money to see. 
I'm here for violence and I'm, and I'm here to deliver and I'm not there to make friends. So, you know, I'm not yeah. shaking nobody's hand when I'm in the octagon. Even after you beat the guy? Even after I beat him, I, you know, like, on to the next order of business, on to my title fight, and I'm going to go celebrate and enjoy my time with my, with my team. But when, when the cameras are still on and the fans are still watching, why would I act like I'm friends with some? You know, these aren't fake beefs, Adam. Like, most of these guys, they manufacture these beefs. These are real beefs, man. These fights that I – these, you know, these these fights that I get, you know, with Woodley, with Usman, with with other guys that I fought, you know, these are real beefs. This isn't manufactured. So, you yeah. know, there's not any friends at the end of the day. Now, Would now you take a fight with Masvidal because of beef? Because you have beef with him. Would you take a fight with him? Dude, we were trying to fight after the Woodley fight. Dana was begging him to fight me. He was like, "Dude, I'll pay you two million dollars. I'll give you the Ultimate Fighter gig. I'll do anything." My son, Street Judas, the fragile guy, Masvidal, does not want to fight me. He will never sign a contract to fight me, and that's just facts, man. He knows I'm his daddy. You know, I used to literally just give him spankings and change his diapers every day when we trained at 18. <laughs> you know, he's not ever going to sign a contract to fight me. Now, um, they're saying Woodley's going to fight Jake Paul in a boxing match. Uh, that's the word on the street. Who's going to win that fight? Uh, you know, I think Woodley will. I, I think Snake Paul, you know, what, what is he, a uh, little Disney Liz? Lizzie McGuire star. <laughs> that guy's not a real fighter. That guy's a joke, you know, yeah. and I'm sick of all these fighters. All these fighters are trying to give MMA community a bad name. Like, dude, leave it to the guys that are in their prime, dude. All these guys that are past their time, washed up fighters out of the UFC. I'm not saying Woodley because Woodley's a former champion. He's a great fighter, but Ben Askren, come on, dude. That guy can't even throw a punch. He's never thrown a punch in the UFC or any MMA fight in his life. All he does is hug the guy and try and kiss him and, and yell sweet nothings in the guy's ears. So <laughs> leave the fighting and the boxing to the real fighters. And Snake Paul, the guy's a joke, man. He's little little Disney star, not a real fighter. Now, didn't he come to your gym and train? Nah, he knows better than that to come to King Chaos's gym. He knows I run these streets in Miami. I'm the king of, of the 305, so because he knows better. Some amateurs went to go train with him, and they were, came back talking how they were beating up Paul, and, and you know, he's a, he's a jobber, he's a nobody. So, you know, th these are amateurs that are saying that. Mike Perry said he, he, he like, did pretty well against Mike Perry. Uh, I mean, isn't, doesn't Mike Perry go to your gym? No, Mike Perry's – no, Mike Perry does not go to our gym. He, you know, he, that guy – dude, he's a dirtbag, man. Like, I gave that guy a little bit of respect, and – you know, I was a, I was a, I was willing to make amends, but the guy completely dissed my gym, man. He didn't even pay the gym MMA masters. Like he was supposed to pay the percentage. They brought him in the gym with open doors, giving him training, you know, freaking doing everything they could to help him be the best he could for his last fight. And then he does them dirty and throws them under the bus and doesn't pay the gym percentage to him. What a complete slime ball, man. He's never welcome in this gym. Wow. Well, I thought you guys were cool. I thought you and Mike had made up and you guys were like, we would have been, been cool if he would have been respectful to my to my coaches, to my gym that yeah, that I take pride in, you know, and, and to not pay your percentage when no when you when you're hopping gym to gym and not a lot of gyms wanted to take the risk of bringing you in anyways, and they took the risk and they put their time into you, and that was time that sometimes they took time away from me so they could help him get him ready for his fight. So the fact that they didn't that he didn't pay the gym percentage, he's dead to me in my book, and and I, I want nothing to do with that guy. Now, they're saying Gilbert Burns is going to fight Wonderboy next. Uh, Wonderboy's a tough fight, man, because it's hard to find guys that emulate Wonderboy. And Gilbert Burns has amazing jiu-jitsu. That's a good fight. It's almost like a UFC 1 fight. Um, yeah, exactly. Who do you think wins that fight? Adam, don't you think it's funny that he calls himself Wonderboy? He, identi 
He identifies himself as a boy still. The guy's almost 40 years old. He's driving <laughs> kids around in his little karate van. What's, what's so <laughs> boyish about that? I mean, I know today the gender pronouns you can identify as whatever you want to identify yourself as. But the fact that he still identifies as a boy is a complete joke. And I think that's for all the fans, man. But he's a nice guy. He owns a karate school. Come on, man. You can't put <laughs> so you He's a nice guy. Oh, what is this? The ultimate feelings championship? This is the ultimate feelings <laughs> That's the line of the day. So who do you think wins the fight? Him or go or Burns? I don't know. I don't care. You know, I'm only focused on what's ahead of me. I'm focused on Marty Juiceman. I'm focused on, you know, the world title fight. No matter – I'm fighting for the world title. Dana said it. Hunter Campbell, he's already came to me and said it. So whether Marty Juiceman, you know, wants to retire and give up his belt because he's scared to fight me because he's a coward or not, I'm fighting for the world title. And whoever steps in there, they're going to get destroyed. Wow. I, I, you know, listen. So everything you said, you've done. So, it's, you know, a couple hiccups here and there, but almost everything. So – uh, now, the picture with Amanda Rebus, right? That was the one in that picture? Uh, Amanda? Who no, who is no, it? You're talking about my, my Brazilian honey, uh, Pollyanna. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Pollyanna, what's your last name? Viana. Pollyanna Viana. There's a picture of you guys together. She kind of has her hand close to your junk. It's like a, a shot. And then you put it up, and you're like chilling with my babe or something. And then the internet went crazy. People were like mad at her because she's Brazilian and yada yada but she, now are you guys together like what's going on there dude we're just a couple of adults you know enjoying our life adam you know of <laughs> course we were, getting, we were getting some bedroom cardio in you know we had to work on our cardio make sure we got the championship rounds in getting ready for our next fights but you know it was nothing more than a friendship you know adults having fun can adults not have fun and and sleep together anymore like what's the big deal Okay, got it. You guys are just uh, – now, was she jealous of you and all these other girls? Because it seems like every time there's a fight, there's you and three very promiscuous-looking hot women uh, making fight predictions. Uh, did she get upset about that? Brazilian yeah. Bit, you know. Yeah, she was upset. She, but she knows I really like Mamacitas, Adam. And, you know, she knows she couldn't tame this beast. So, you know, we just decided that it'd be best if, you know, we just go our separate ways. You know, she's got in it. Brazil here in the greatest country of all, the red, white, and blue, uh, America. God bless America. God bless the troops. But, you know, I, I got a different girl for every day of the week, so I can't lock myself down to one girl. I know I'm the king of Brazil, and all the Brazilian honeys want to get with me, but, man, I, I, got, I got business to take care of here in America. So, you know, I was a little nervous. When you were when, – when Trump was about to – the election getting close, it seemed like you were getting a little distracted. You were on a plane with little pump. You were with the Tiger King uh, or at his ranch. You were playing with tigers. It didn't seem like there was a lot of training going on. Uh, first of all, are you and Little Pump still friends? Do you guys hang out? What's that of relationship course. like? L Little Pump's my boy, dude. I got a lot of respect for Little Pump, the, what he's made for himself, the life he's made for himself, and just the hard work he puts in every day into his music and his tracks. So, you know, we went to watch Canelo a couple months back. We went and sat front row, watched Canelo knock out some dude. And, and, you know, we have a good relationship. We love to chase honeys down here in Miami together. So ah. we're, the, we're just two kings of the 305 being good friends. <laughs> now, okay. Now, why now, was that like you guys were on that private jet? Was that paid for by Trump and the Republican? Like, like what was that? What, what, how did, because I'm, I'm looking, I'm following on Instagram and you're just like playing with tigers and a little pump. Like, how did that happen? 
So when we went to election night, he didn't get to come in the White House, but he came up to D.C. for election night. And I was in the White House. The next day, we were flying back to Florida. He's like, yo, you want to go by the Tiger King in South Carolina? I was like, of course, dude, that'd be freaking awesome. And then, you know, his friend has, has a private jet. His name's JD. He goes by the Instagram wires only. And, you know, he does, he sells all types of exotic cars and has some private jets. So, you know, we, we were able to hitch a ride with him on his private jet and, you know, get to go experience Tiger King and have a good time, have some mamacitas, do a little, you know, high altitude training up, up, up in the mountains, <laughs> up in the clouds on our private jets. So, you know, we're part of the mile high club, baby. <laughs> Kobe, so you, I have a question for Kobe. So you, you bang a little pump in a, in a plane. Congratulations. <laughs> I bang next to little pump. You know, we had a little orgy with some other girls, but I don't, I don't like guys. I don't swing that way. And, and I don't have any problem with people that do do that to each their own. But, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a ladies' man. Of course, of course, of course. Now, I talked to your sister. I saw her in Chattanooga, and we both said we were very concerned that you were getting distracted. She's like, my little brother is hanging out with little pump. Uh, it was one of the funniest. Uh, by the way, uh, it, was, it was hilarious. So me, me and your sister hung out. Very sweet girl. She was, uh, his sister's a former cheerleader for like the, uh, the Clippers, right? She's a Clippers. Adam, player. what happened with you and Colby's sister? Come on nothing. now. Absolutely okay. fucking nothing. We're not going here at all. Uh, I'm a married man and his, his sister's like, uh, she, she's, a very, she's a very classy woman. Uh, so uh, nothing but a class act there. Uh, and plus, uh, that, I, the last person you'd ever want to be your brother-in-law is Colby. I don't know. I think you'd be a good, good brother-in-law and also, like, the worst brother-in-law. So, uh, um, now, are you – now, are you uh, – were you impressed with uh, Chimaev at all? Who's that? Um, he's a 170-pounder who was, like – he was, like, killing it. What? He's in the top ten? Not now, but it seems like he's, like, getting there. Uh, you, you never heard of Jemaya? He seems like he's getting there. How many ranked fighters has he beat? I'm trying to put two and two together. How many ranked fighters has he beat? Uh, he's not beaten any so far. <laughs> oh, he hasn't beat any. <laughs> you want to talk about fighters, Adam, when you're talking to a guy who's held the world championship, who's the number one ranked fighter in the world, fighting for the welterweight, undisputed world title next fight, and you want to talk about guys who haven't even beat a ranked opponent yet? No, I, I don't want to talk about that. I, I, guess, I guess you have a point. But he's looking good. He's undefeated. He's a, a national champion from Sweden. Uh, he's a good wrestler. They're, they're you must him. love Swedish people, right, Colby? He's like... Yeah. I love all types of people, you know? It doesn't matter your race, color, creed, religion. You know, I, I'm an all-around guy, you know? I, I like everything. I have no... I'm not a discriminate... I'm not a discrimination type dude. Yeah, 100%. Now, you and Candace Owens, you did a great job on her podcast. You guys are getting very close. What's she like when the camera's not on? Dude, Candace is, is such a sweet lady. You know, one of the smartest minds I've ever had the, the privilege to sit down and talk to. Really knows, just really savvy, understands politics, understands facts more importantly. You know, she, I call her the ultimate facts champion, you know, because she always comes with facts. You know, you cannot label her her the the labels that people try and put on trump supporters oh just because you support trump you're racist no you can't call candace racist she she's black you know so how, how are you going to call her racist and you know she's just she's a, she's a political activist and, and she's looking for the america first agenda adam she's trying to give people what they deserve you know they, to keep their money you know taxation is theft you know and she's looking she's looking out for the people of america and she, she wants america first and she you know she wants our borders closed she wants you know she wants what all Americans deserve, the American dream. Now, did you ever think, though, when you were like some, 
this young kid in Oregon in high school or even in college that like one day you'd be, you know, hang, like Donald Trump, the president would be calling you to congratulate you and you'd be the champ of the world and all this. Dude, this, this, this journey for me, Adam, has been so surreal. Like I could have never dreamed or imagined, like I always dreamed of, of doing big things, but I could never imagine that, you know, I'd be sitting in the White House in the Oval Office next to a sitting president, Donald Trump, the greatest president of all time, number 45, and getting calls every fight and, and being a close family friend to the Trumps and, and, and having friends like Little Pump, having friends like Little Wayne, you know, Little Wayne's going to walk me out to my next fight. You know, I grew, I grew up listening to his music. He inspired to his music growing up the sky is the limit the limit the limit you know and and having friends like candace owens who's just a smart girl who's who's going places you know that's a future potus you know she stands for for what's right in america and she stands for the people and and just having the connections that i have now and the things that i've done in the ufc man i there's nothing anybody can ever say that that's going to ever downplay my accomplishments and, and what I've been able to accomplish in my life i came from a very broke kid in in oregon to you know a, a very wealthy, you know, rich man now that's able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. So, Kobe, after you win the championship, which I have no doubt you'll win, what's next? Like, what do you, do you have something beyond that that you're looking at? You, are you looking at politics? Are you looking at something sort of past UFC? Yeah, definitely. You know, the guys that, that don't look at their future and look at their next plan, you know, you always got to have your plan that you're going to next, you know. UFC has just been a launching pad for me to, to go to my next adventure in life. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm still young. I'm in my early 30s. I'm only 33 years young. And, you know, I still have the best years of my prime left in me. So I want to go out and tackle, you know, everything that I set out to do. But, you know, I, I want to go to WWE. I'd like to go win a world championship over there. There's some great athletes over there. There's some great, you know, competitors that I'd like to compete against. And, and I think that's something I see in my future until I'm 40. And then after I'm done, you know, with WWE and UFC, I'd love to get into politics, maybe be a governor, maybe, maybe look to join a congressional race. But, you know, I'm a fighter at heart, and, and I want to fight for people. Now, there was a video or picture of you with, like, Ali Abdulaziz and Trump. I think Cejudo was there. Usman was there, I believe. He was there. Now, no, Duck, Ducklip Gagey was there. <laughs> uh, Justin Gagey was there. Uh, now, but if you have, like, beef with Ali. You call him Ali Abdulaziz, and he went after you. Did they tell you, listen, don't get no fight in the, in the White House? Like, did they tell you, hey, man, you, got, you guys got to squash the beef when we go here? Yeah, we – he doesn't have the privilege because he's, you know, a terrorist snitch and, and allegedly, you know, he, he ratted out all his friends from Egypt. So he doesn't have the, the invite to ever go to the White House. But, you know, it, before my fight in Vegas with Woodley, you know, uh, Donald Trump, the greatest president in history, was having a rally at the, the Las Vegas Convention Center. So we went to one of his rallies, one of his, you know, speaking engagements, and we're able to hang out with him backstage a little bit and then go listen to him speak on stage and fire up 30,000 Las Vegans and, and, you know, just enjoyed our time there. But, you know, like I put all that personal stuff aside, you know, like that's that's business. And, and yeah, we have we, we have a relationship where we hate each other with that guy that you're talking about. But, you know, when I'm in front of the president of the United States, I'm always on my best behavior, Adam. I'm not going to do something to jeopardize, you know, our relationship. I'm not going to put him in harm's way. I'm not going to do something that's going to make him look bad or make me look bad. So, you know, I'm the ultimate businessman. So, but they didn't tell you, hey, like you and, what did you and Ali say to each other? Anything? Nah, he knows better than to look at me, dude. That guy is the biggest slime ball in the world, man. He tried to come and fight me one time at the Palms, which, it got, you know, the I know that 
one of the outlets picked it up, uh, TMZ, and it was a big thing. But he tried to swing on me at the palms, man. Like, dude, you're not even a fighter. You're a manager. What's your record as a fighter? You're like, he was like one in three as a fighter. The guy's a complete joke. And the fact that he's going to come and try and swing on the number one fighter in the world was absolutely laughable. So, you know, I, I have nothing against the guy. He was with Usman, right? He was with Usman at the time. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, with yeah. Usman. But yet, why is Usman not coming over to try and swing on me? Because he knows what's going to happen if he swings on me. That he's going to get repercussions that he's not going to like. So, you know, why do you have your manager coming to swing on me? So, it's just a joke, man. The guys are clown clowns. I mean, nobody – who trusts that guy? Like, that guy's the most dirty, freaking shady guy in the world. And then there was a time that you and Matt Hughes went to the White House. And you guys seem like good friends. Matt Hughes is a buddy with uh, Dan Lambert. Three days later, you said – the train is coming, get out of the way. And that, especially you, Matt Hughes, who got hit by a train. Like that was like the mo like one of the worst <laughs> things that I, like, I was like, oh my, I go, what could he possibly say to offend people? There's nothing he could say because he said it at all. And then I'm like, Jesus, a guy got hit by a train? Like, was that like, was Matt cool with that? Or were you, were you guys friends? Or were you just fucking with him? Like, why would you say that? Well, you know, yes, I did bring Matt Hughes to the White House. He, he didn't come with me. I, I invited him. He got lucky. Well, actually, I didn't invite him. At the time, you know, he was good friends with Dan, and, and I invited Dan, and, and we had another plus one, and, and Dan wanted to bring Matt. So I was like, okay, sure, yeah, whatever. But let's not forget why we're going to the White House, because I won a world title, and the president reached out to me, and he wanted to bring me to the White House, to the Oval Office, to hang out with him. So – so, yeah, Matt should be thankful, dude. I, I made a dream come true of his that I brought him to the White House, man. He'll, he would have never went to the White well, House. Why the train joke about him? You know, because, you know, there's consequences that come with, you know, <laughs> coming to the White House with me, you know. Like, I did him a favor. And if anything, you know, I'm giving him more publicity and more exposure and, and letting people talk about him more than anything. So, you know, he understood what was going on and why I did it. And, you know, it gave well, him I'll some. I'll White House, but I'm going to make a train joke three days later. That was the deal you <laughs> had. Like, that's he White pissed House. you off. He must have pissed you off somehow. Somehow. He said something. He, no, for sure, dude. Like, before, bef when he was, like, the champion of the world, like, the undisputed, like, the greatest fighter, whatever, we had trained together at ATT, and I saw him in Vegas for one of my fights. I was going to fight Mike Pyle. It was, like, my third UFC fight. And, like, I saw Matt, and he came in, like, the lobby of the MGM where we were fighting at. And, like, a couple fans were taking pictures. I was like, yo, what up, Matt? And he acted like he didn't even know me in front of the fans. Like, he acted like he was too good. Like, he was the best thing in the world, like, since sliced bread. And I was just like, you know what, dude? You're fake, man. You're not even a real guy, man. Like, you're not even a humble, down-to-earth person. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like you're people like, like one that. day you're going to get hit by a train, and then I'm going to call you out. <laughs> was that the moment that you, that you thought to yourself? Like, when he dissed you, you're like, do you have, like, a list of uh... – why did he try? Why did he get hit by a train, though, Adam? Did he not try and commit suicide? Because there's a lot of people that think that allegedly. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, conspiracies. I don't know. I, I, I wish Matt he's well. I just thought it was. I just thought it was pretty. Dick. Anyway, uh, back to this. Okay. So, uh, um, also back to how much pussy you get. No, no. Also, uh, I, I, I was talking to one of the coaches from Oklahoma State, the guy that beat Ben Askren twice. I always fuck up his name. Um, in the NCAA finals, and he was the assistant coach at OKC. Chris Pendleton. Chris Pendleton. He said he recruited you to go to Oklahoma State. Uh, they yeah. wanted you there. They gave you a scholarship. They brought you in, and you didn't get along with anybody on the team, and they took the scholarship away uh, on the recruiting trip, which is like the time <laughs> that you want. To, what the fuck? What did you do? I wouldn't say that story is entirely accurate, but <laughs> there, is, there is some truth to it. 
there's some truth to it, but you know, we, I just didn't mesh with the wrestlers. I've never really meshed with, with my, with my teammates. Like I, I'm always friendly and stuff, but like I have my own focus and you know, I have my own thoughts and like, you know, I, I have my own journey and my own way. So I think uh, back in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, I just, some of the fighters, like they were cowboy hicks and like they wanted to drink and they wanted to get rowdy and do this and that. And I just wasn't down with that, man. I was, I'm a kid from Oregon who, you know, come from humble beginnings and, and I just, I don't know. I just didn't like the style. I, I decided not to go to Oklahoma State though. Okay. That was, they, it was, they didn't take my scholarship back. I decided not to go to Oklahoma State because I wanted to go back to my home and be at Oregon State. Because I thought it was a hilarious story. I'm like, I've never heard a guy. I'm like, man, I wonder what he, what he did. Like, that story and the story, and that, which I tell all the time, about you, Ben Askren was coaching at ASU. You were beating his guy that he was coaching. Then you said, you don't want none of this. He was an Olympian at the time, and you tried to wrestle the coach. Not only were you beating his kid, you wanted to fight the coach during a match. And I was like, man, like, Colby is Colby. Like, that's the most – Oh, yeah. He, this is the most competitive fucking guy. Like, one thing that you're not going to be is unprepared. Like, that's yeah. why people don't want to fight you because they know that, like, you're going to go 100% the entire fucking time, 110%. Yep. And I don't know anybody in the UFC that can match your pace. I honestly don't know. Or all of them in May. I mean, is there any guy that, like, maybe, like – Frankie Edgar like, back in the day? Clay Guida back in the day. It's almost like you're Clay Guida, like a, a more skilled version of Clay Guida. Uh, of just like, you know, and that's got to be brutal. Maybe that's why Usman doesn't want to fight you again because he's just like, he doesn't want to train like he did, you know? It's true. You know, I, I got a gift from God. You know, I got an extra lung that a lot of people like to say. And, you know, I've been given the name, you know, the cardio king for a reason because I don't get tired, man. I just keep going and I push. And my mentality is different from a lot of guys. And going back to Marty Juiceman, yeah, for sure he doesn't want to sign the contract. He, he felt the pressure and – and the intensity that I bring when I step in that UFC octagon. He doesn't want to feel that again, Adam. He, he thinks he got away lucky the first time. He wants to claim, oh, I broke your jaw. Dude, you didn't break my jaw. That fake x-ray that's, on the, that's out there on the internet. Look, look at the x-ray. There, there's like the top tooth, there's like a cap on it. So it's, it's hilarious that he tries to claim this narrative. Oh, I broke your jaw. You didn't break shit. Didn't if you, you broke, broke your jaw, but then you also say, I think my jaw's broke during a fight. Yeah, I did say because, dude, he, he cracked me with a good shot. He got a straight yeah. shot. I had my hands up, and that was because my training ATT. Hey, man, can you – can you? hey, can you – I just got an interview to do for two minutes. Thank you. Sorry about that, man. So, uh, he, yeah, I didn't I, – I said I cracked my jaw, but I didn't crack my jaw. I just he, – he landed a clean, flush shot. I had my hands down, but that was my training ATT. They are like the whole, whole camp. They are like, hey, guys, Colby – fight with your hands down, surprise Usman, come up with the shots to surprise them. Like, dude, why would I fight like that? It's so stupid. Now we train with Cesar Carnero and Daniel Valverde, MMA Masters. Everything is hands up, like head movement, move, you know, flowing and, and, and ducking the punches and blocking the punches. So that's why I'm a completely different fighter now. And, and he doesn't have that excuse to say, oh, I broke your jaw. Okay, if you broke my jaw, come break it again. Try and break it. Why, if it was so easy, why don't you come try and do it again? But deep down yeah. inside, Marty knows what I bring when I come to the UFC octagon. So, you know, he's going to look for any way to coward out and not fight me again. Hey, Colby, do you, do you need to, like, generate, like, sort of hatred for your opponent to really have your best fight? Is that something that is, like, do you need to have that beef to get the fight going? And also, Dustin Poirier, what's that beef about? I don't know that story. <laughs> you know, it's a fist fight, you know. So when you get into a fist fight, you know, there's – 
you know, it's not a friendly type thing. I'd rather have a lot of animosity built up where a guy wants to come and kill me. That's what I want. I want a guy to come out reckless, try and knock me out, try and kill me because it's just going to show how good I am. And, and most of the time when they fight like that, they're going to fight emotional and, and they're going to wear out a lot quicker than I do. So I love getting them that way. And Dustin Sorier, Dustin Doofus Sorier, because he's a soy boy. That's why I say Sorier because he's a soy boy. <laughs> The guy, dude, the guy is a complete clown. He claims, oh, I'm doing this, this uh, good fight foundation. It's for the people. I'm trying to get back. No, it's not. You told me when we were at ATT, you did that foundation because it's a tax write-off for your business in the UFC. So if he, if, he, if he wouldn't be so fake to the people and lie to the people about why he's doing things, then I would be cool with him. I'd be like, you know, I respect the guy. The guy's not everything he says. He claims to be this father figure, this nice guy. No, he's not. There's people that walk at the gym will be like, hey, can I get a picture of Dustin? He'll look at him and be like, no, nah. and he's walking, and he walks right by. Like, what kind of fighter is that? Like, I'll always stop for people to take pictures if, if they want to, you know, take a picture of me. Always respect the fans that pay their harder money to watch us fight. So I have a big beef with Dustin Sorier because he, he talks more than he walks. He was talking before Reckless, like, oh, it's on site when I see Kobe. Dude, I've seen him like three or four times. He, he put his head down and walked right away because he knows who daddy is. So, you know, I just have people that – I have a thing with people that aren't, aren't a man of their word like myself and – you know, yeah. Dustin Sorey is one of them. He's not a man, man of his word. You are a man of your word. I mean, you're a guy that, like, you know, from day one when you had your first fight, you were on the podcast, to, like, now you still come on. There's not, like, you're a guy who always gets back. You're, you're a loyal dude. And uh, I got to say, man, like, fame has not gone to your head. You've always been a jerk. So, uh, <laughs> so, so that, that's – now, John Jones, is he going to fight at heavyweight? No, he's not fighting a heavyweight, man. He's he's done. He's he doesn't have the right scientists, the right juice to do anymore. He knows he's he's done. You know, he's just he's trying to get one more cash grab and hope that it's so much money that he never has to do anything. But I don't think he's ever fighting again, Adam. I, I just don't see it. You know, if he wanted to fight, he would have fought already. You know, he would have been he would have went back to light heavyweight and and fought Yawn or something. But he's too small for heavyweight, and, and he's just looking to get a big big cash grab with Francis, but he knows he's going to get knocked out. So he's trying to get as much money as he can to take that ass beating. Well, listen, Colby, uh, thank you for coming on the show. You said it all, uh, man. I I'm so looking forward to seeing you back in the octagon. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you back up everything you say, nobody trains harder, man. Nobody trains harder. I don't know how you have time to do it all. Uh, like to, to, to fuck a girl every day of the week, to, to get a girl, bang porn stars, to, to, to go hang out with a little pump, to, to, to hang out. With, now, have you, have you called Trump since he lost or since people said he lost? Yeah, we didn't lose, man. We know that it was a rigged election. There was no certification of any of the mail-in ballots. We know that it was a complete circus. There was ballots of, of millions of votes that, that were Trump votes that were thrown under the rug. So we know that our government's corrupt and they stole the election from us, but it's okay. 2024 is a proving point. And he's coming back in 2024 and he's going to make America great again. He's going to keep America great. And he's going to do everything that he said he was going to do. You know, like look at our gas prices now with Biden, man. The gas prices, inflation's going up. You know, our borders aren't safe. We have criminals coming into our country. You know, we... There's just so many things that Biden doesn't care about this country. He's looking to do backhanded deals and make himself rich. All these dirty, swampy politicians want to make themselves and align their own pockets, but they don't want to look out for the American people, the hard tax-paying people. So, you know, yeah. Trump's coming back to make America great again, and, you know, people will see that. you never voted, though, before Trump? What? Is it true that you never voted before Trump? No, Trump was the first time that I ever voted. I, 
dude, I knew that the vote, the votes never mattered before. I was like, dude, I'm not going to vote, man. I, I know my vote, my one vote is not going to make a difference. It, they don't even take into account my, my vote. It's, it always goes into, you know, the, the, the main political vote that they care about, you know, that it's all, it's all a rig, man. It's all, it's all a work. Everybody knows that. And there's no, there's no honesty behind our election and there's no integrity behind, you know, our, our election. So who's uh, tonight's girl, by the way? <laughs> tonight's girl? Yeah. I got, I got a nice little uh, Venezuelan Agustina I'm going to go see. And, you know, we're going to get some good bedroom cardio. And then I'm flying up to Orlando tomorrow. I'm going to go enjoy my weekend in Disney. And I got a couple chicks up there. Fuck, Mickey, fuck Minnie Mouse. Who are you, who this girl, Carolina. Carolina. The Italians. So, you know, I like different flavors. I got to have a different flavor for each day. I got a Venezuelan tonight. I had an Argentinian last night. I got a Colombian tomorrow. I got an Italian this weekend. So, you know, I'm making do, the round. You ever do pumpkin spice latte? Just a ah. straight down the middle. White girl. <laughs> no. I'm I so had that sorry. growing up my life. So I'm not really into the white girls. I like the mamacitas. I like the, the African girls a lot. Like I, I love, I love a, a, a dark skinned girl, man. That's just, oof. I'm drooling every time I see a, a light skinned dark girl. I, 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 I've seen your pictures. I'm like, you know, Kobe definitely mixes it up. You know, uh, uh, now, now, good for you, man. I'm so excited. Uh, now, who do you like, Conor McGregor, Poirier 3? Uh, you know, I think Dustin Soria is going to get it done. I, I honestly think Conor McGregor, he's done, man. He's cashed out. He made all that money with the Mayweather fight with his whiskey company. He's not hungry. He's not the same guy that was waking up early in the morning to, to go out there and, and accomplish his dreams. Now he's got a big bank account and, you know, he's lazy. He's not, he's not hungry anymore. So he's looking for one more fight. And I honestly... I don't think they're going to go very well for him. You said it all, Kobe. Have a good weekend, man. Yeah, dude, you're the best. You're going to make me rich in your next fight. Take care, brother. Make your bank account great again. Thank Only you. at mybookie.ag. Thanks, Kobe. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. You too.